0: Well, I think what happened was I—I um, I would it would take me a week sometimes to read like a Chuck Polnick book or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but now I'm setting aside time to do it. I'm doing right. it for at least an hour when I get home from work every evening. On weekends, after I get done playing disc golf or whatever, it right. might be three hours. Mm-hmm. I might read for three hours now, and I'm enjoying the piss out of it. Yeah, they're and good. I told I told everybody. There's so much. I mean. The first season of Game of Thrones and the book Game of Thrones are pretty much identical. They're neck and neck. It's um, slight, slight s- changes, little bit, little changes, but uh, nothing that anybody should complain about, really. Um, so cut the appearance of a couple characters like Serio Pharrell looks nothing. Yeah, like, like he's described in book. He's bald. Yeah. He really ro- could be better looking. Wears robes. You yeah. Know? Um, the the uh, Magister guy that uh, sold the or gave Danny the eggs. That guy, Milirio that guy, uh, Mapatis. Yeah, he could have looked a little different. He's a he's a black fire. That, like, I'm willing I'm willing to bet he's a black fire. Yeah, that's a big theory going around. But yeah, just like um, I thought my eyes would give out on me or something, but and I'd get headaches. But no, I'm just sort of running through them now. Yeah, they're really good. Like you're getting into uh, Clash of Kings is a great book. It's got some of the best dialogue. The interplay between Rendly and Stannis is just so much fun I've really only I read the prologue sans or Arya's chapter and I'm in the middle of Sans's first chapter in that one now and just from the prologue I love Stannis in this book I told you Stannis is a he's completely without humor <laughs> yet everything he says is hilarious right. just utterly dry I'm, to the point I'm telling you wait till he starts He hates his wife he doesn't hate her. He doesn't hate Selise. He hates the idea or, of her. I think it's just, no. He he's he's not a homosexual, but he's an asexual. He doesn't even like sex. He does. The, he's, he, he he considers it a thing that's not. It's a proper and, time. It, it's only meant to produce children. It's not yeah. meant, meant to do something else. And so they've only banged maybe three or four times, and she's had, and she's never had a kid carried a term. So except, except for shireen except Shereen. right yeah and never had a, a boy i should say never yeah, had a he boy wants a son yeah. yeah um but yeah um when he's dealing with janice slint i can't wait i hate that fucking it's guy. the fucking best he's the guy that they named Hall to right yeah they gave harren i mean one of the Who fi- wants fucking Harrenhal. one of the 50 let's talk about Hall <laughs> for a thousand minutes <laughs> one of the 50 that got named to that little finger janice slint um who else? There's, a, there's Everybody a. Somebody gave it up. Ever. All the, all the failed houses, the Lofstons, the you know, all these people who Strong's back in the day. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, it is a curse. It is, it makes you a one of the most powerful lords, and it makes you arguably the most powerful lord in the Riverlands. The Tullys are, they do control the Riverlands, but only because the Tullys were the, the River Kings. So, you know, the incomes and small folk and all the things you get from Hall at a. It, it, baelish said it the best he said at a stroke you'd name me you'd make me one of the most powerful lords in the realm yeah and let's i'm looking up to see how many people uh, a list of the people that have held heron hall it's um, extensive yeah because it is nobody likes it like they like the idea of it i think um well Hall is the largest castle in the seven kingdoms took him 40 years to build right at least it's is it the one? It's not a fused stone, is it? Because that takes dragons. No, to, no. That's, the, the only place that's like that is, well, there's two places. There's, a, There's of course, Dragonstone. Um, there are certain places in Old Town that have that. And then there's, uh, I do believe, Starfall, the Dan- House Dane. You know, that's, there needs to be something about that. How's Dane? There is there. There's there's this one guy who is in Feast for Crows named Edric Dane, and he's the Dark Star. I want to and see that this fucking fucking sword. He's this fucking guy, man. Uh, no, he's he's the Dark Star. He doesn't wield Dawn. Only the sword of the morning can wield can wield Dawn. Yeah, and the sword of the morning is not just. It's like Valerian Steel on steroids. It's well, from I mean, a, the, the a sword comet. of the morning is the name of the person who wields Dawn. Yeah, so that's not just. Uh, Sir Arthur Dane. It's all the Danes who are worthy enough to wield that sword. The Danes are an ancient family. They're, they have purple eyes and stuff sometimes, they're but they're of, not Valyrian. They're sort of like... Um they're first men too. They got blood of the first sure men, they and do. there might be some Valyrian blood in there at some point. It's weird. Actually, I think that they, they don't. I mean, that's the thing. That's that's the big thing with them is people are like, well, they surely the Danes have Valyrian blood, and they're quick to say, no, we don't. We don't have any Valyrian blood in us. They're more ancient than Valyria. Like there, there's this group of people who came over from past Essos, from maybe a shy, not a shy, um, maybe farther east than a shy. Yeah, this the 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 place where there's another wall. Over in like E.T. and places like that. That's Valyrian stone, and they and they've been keeping out the long winter for thousands of years. You know, apparently uh, Essos had their own long night, except for it was, uh, it was. I think um, the thing I watched last night. I think it was uh, either Joe Magician or Lightbringer. Lightbringer. he's um, great. He's a really cool guy. Too. I've talked to him. He's really dorky. I like him. Yeah. Um, like a comet hit or something. And it ash covered the entire planetos. Right. And so that's when their long night happened. Right. And it wasn't really, um, I guess they had white walkers and stuff, but it was. Well, the other, and the other thing about that is, is that, that people think that that's the comet. That's the falling star that the house, the dawn was, uh, was made from. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Because the Danes are from. I mean, apparently they have blood from that old place. There's definitely some sort of magic with the Danes because the two Ben or uh, Jojen and uh, that's the reeds. All oh, those are reeds. Okay, mm-hmm. never mind that. The bog people, because Helen Reed is uh, Ned's buddy, right? right? That helped him kill the Sword of the Morning. Their sword. The, well, yeah, their their uh, keep is gray Water Watch, and it moves. It's it's built on apparently. It's a castle that's built on like a floating bit of peat in a bog or something. Greatwater Watch has not popped up yet. But I've been I've been waiting for Howland Reed to show up. I know he's going to at some at some point, but he just hasn't yet. So, um, so far, the history here on the a wiki of Ice and Fire House Whore, H O A R E Kaheris, mm-hmm. Haraway, House Towers. Reyna Targaryen had it for a while. Remember when she uh, slunked off there? Was she the she was the slut, right? Yes, nice. I liked her. Um, House Strong had it for a bit.
1: House Loston after it. them.
0: Alice Rivers after that. You guys will meet Alice Rivers in the next season of uh, of uh, Hot D. All right. House Loston. Yeah. Then House Went. That's all that they have. Yeah. Old Lady Went. They had the the the, 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 the that was the tournament that was the big tournament that is the pivotal moment in all of this in all of game of thrones history not westeros history just in the events of game of thrones people i don't people seem don't seem to understand and I, and i thought about this myself the events of game of thrones a series of books are a relatively minor footnote like a 12 in, year footnote in everything exactly and happened. it's not even that bad of a footnote like they've faced worse so you know i love and i love the fact that 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 that's a thing i um he's well, I, I have forgotten how fucking much I love his writing. Going back and reading all these again, and how much I don't give a fuck how long it takes to read for the, for him to make a next book. I'll wait for it, and then I'll read them all again. And I I'll hope, be perfectly he, I hope happy. he gets to finish them because I want to. I want to finish them. Um, he says he's seventy five percent done now. I'd buy that. He might be even closer. That twenty five percent might be a bitch. He might have wrote himself into a corner. Uh, I just think he's got too many balls in the air. Okay. Well, what he might have done is gave them the outline of what he was going to do for the show. Definitely. And then he saw how it went for them. Of course he would be better. His would be better. No, he's too stubborn for that. He he will change certain things, but he will not change giant things. One of the things he's going to change maybe is they well, but that was clumsy directing on their point. And I and I actually I've been reading it, I know where Daenerys starts to go crazy. After the Shadowbinder from Ashai Quaithy comes mm-hmm. and starts talking to her. I've heard it pronounced Quaith. Quaith or whatever. A lot of people think that's Ashara Dane. Quaithe. Ashara Dane, I think, is married to Helen Reed. I think, that, I think that they faked her death so she could go be with Helen Reed. Hmm. That is a great theory. Look that one up. Um, Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Ashara um, Dane was hot as shit. Yeah, she was. And that's. Uh, that's Arthur Dane's sister. And Sir Barristan was in love with her as well. And she would have married Sir Barristan had he not become a member of the King's Guard. Mm. But anyway, um, there's other times that Quaithe has come and spoken to her and nobody else sees her. She only makes one appearance. She makes one in appearance where other people... Yeah, exactly. But they that's a, a storyline they did not pursue. Mm. And they should have. What they should have done is keep ha- having her pop up. And then it's a fucking... If you think about it, that is a fucking real... Uh, the usual suspects moment where Quay starts telling her to do things and they're ever more fucking violent and shit. And then all of a sudden it's just being, you know, you, you, it's, she's wheeling around looking, you know, and all the things she's done and it, and nobody was actually there. She's just crazy. It's, you know, like Eris. what finally happened to Eris? Mm -hmm. Eris just went nuts. Now, the thing that happened with, uh, um, shit, when he got kidnapped and house, uh, when who got kidnapped? House Hollard. When House Hollard kidnapped him? Who Eris? Eris. House Hollard kidnapped Eris. Is the Mad King? Yes. Okay. When House Hollard House Hollard kidnapped Eris and took him into their castle and when he was a kid or what? no, no, he was, he was a grown man and king and apparently had him in a in a dungeon and were essentially torturing him. I mean, not physically, but like taunting him and that's being, why we haven't heard much about well them. no <laughs> that's fucking crap i mean i don't know what the fuck they were thinking i think they said they they thought they had backing from the triarch and all kinds of stuff and turns out they were just like you're on your fucking own dude we didn't tell you to do that hey hey so, what are you doing? <laughs> so um yeah they were uh wiped out almost to a man the only one left was sir barristan convinced them to, to uh to um have mercy on sir dantas sir dantas hollered I've um, heard his name. He's a drunk. He's the one who smuggled Sansa out of fucking. Oh yeah, he was the fool. Yeah, for a while there. Yeah, that's that's the man that Sir Ber- that Sir Berison almost lay- pretty much laid his life on the line for. Said he's a good kid. He's the last of his house. Save him. He's not responsible for all these things that happened. And what did he become? So yeah, th- that's one of the most. That's one of the most Captain America fucking Sir Berison stories. He broke into that fucking keep. By himself, without any fucking tools or anything, climbed the fucking unmort- the mortared wall, got in there, killed all these fucking guards, throws fucking arrows over his shoulder, runs out, jumps on a horse, takes a fucking s- a couple arrows to the back, gets Eris down, takes him out, and they fucking get the arrows out, and he fucking lives, <laughs> dude. And let's play the theme song. Okay, we should just change it into the fucking Game of Thrones fucking theme. <laughs> I'm getting into heavy Sir sort of, Barrison territory too. This is episode 399. Oh shit, man. Well, I mean, we gotta get people together for the 400 Death row spectacular, which is gonna be just you and me. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's good enough. Um, anyway, welcome to episode 399. Um. We're probably going to talk mostly about, uh, Westeros and things that happen in Westeros and things like that, because it's the most interesting thing to me right now. Well, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, there's other things to talk about, but a lot of them are Game of Thrones related. Um, now I was saying what ha- is happening in Dance with Dragons now is that she's in, uh, Daenerys is in Meereen. Mm-hmm. um, and the Yunkai are coming for her. Astapor has fallen. You know all the. You know what it is though. You know what I figured this whole thing out is. That is nothing but a metaphor for the Middle Eastern wars. Because yeah, because that's all it is. The new gifts and all those things and all those that they're all Arabic places. It's a melding of Arabic and and Hindu societies is what it is. And uh, she's trying to fix it, and no matter what she does, it fucks up. And I'm telling you, so one of these fucking cancel culture people is going to grab a hold of that and start saying that the depictions of the Giscari and all this stuff are racist. And he's saying that they can't fix their own problems and all this shit. And it's going to be like, holy fuck, dude. Well, mm-hmm. wh- what do you want him to say here? You know, and I think George would let him have it. He'd be like, oh, if it is, fuck you. I don't care. You know, um, even though he's a really nice man. Yeah, he's a big, uh, he's a big, big, t- deadhead. big, big, soft. Yeah, I know. He likes the Grateful Dead. And one. he loves, uh, he was in a Sharknado movie. <laughs> did you know that? I did not know that. He, he was in a Sharknado it's kinda movie. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're like, will you be in this? I'm like, sure. I don't, you know, I'm not writing. So. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, that's all it is. She, no matter what she does, you know, she, okay. She frees Astapor she puts these people in charge and is just like, okay, now you guys have to fix your own problems. Now she's like, I have to go to these other places. I'm going to free to the slaves and Mirene and young guy and all these places. And once I'm gone, this is your responsibility. But then all that happens is it, is that the slave masters fucking the slaves started taking the slave masters for slaves. And it became a whole huge fucking mess. And they start going at each other. And then Astapor, you know, tries to, you know, uh, young Kai comes after Astapor because you know it's a whole fucking mess, and you know then she's in Marine and they keep on. You know the, that's when the. The sons of the harpy show up and all this shit, and uh, Reznak, Mo Resnak and his Dar, His Dar is the one she marries. His is lord. They have horrible names, by the way, and their cultures are awful. The 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 Maybe culture shit is racist. Well, I no, I'm i don't think it is, but I just think that that he is great at creating a culture that is alien to us that we would think is awful with Western sensibilities, right? Because all the things are being told from a Western sensibilities point of view. So when they obviously when they look at their hair and the way they tease it into things and all that stuff, they're going to find it repulsive. Those people don't find it repulsive. What they eat, they, what they eat, a Western sensibility. They eat mice, they eat puppies, they eat um, like honeyed dog, they eat all these things that we would find repulsive. But they like to eat that, you know, locusts. They eat locusts for fuck's sake, honeyed locusts. Your locust isn't bad. What um, kind of bug. There's locust pie. I'd eat it. Fuck give no. it. A try. God no. I mean, I, I wouldn't can't even. I've I've actually almost I've accidentally eaten a bug before. It is not a. It is a very oily, disgusting taste. I couldn't do it. No, the um, <clears throat> the uh, what do you call that thing? The Great Reset thing. They're encouraging people to start eating bugs. Well, there's no reason why we can't. Yeah, and, and, wrong and and wrong reduced way. to enough. And but some of the things in Westeros sound terrible. Lamprey pie fuck that that's a fucking eel put into yeah. a fucking pie i'm not eating that fucking wayman uh, wyman manderley's eating so many they called him the lord of leech the uh the lord of eels because he can't get a lord too fat to sit a horse Because he's too goddamn fat to sit a horse i like we've said this before one of my favorite things about oh, yeah. the, the manderley's is uh Catalan talking about, uh, Sir Willis would have been the fattest man she'd ever know if she hadn't met his brother first. <laughs> she hadn't had the pleasure of meeting his, his brother, brother first. But <laughs> yeah. both of them were, they're really good guys, and, yeah. they're, and they're tough. They can actually fight. Yeah. Just, despite being fat, that didn't yeah. affect um, their fighting ability any. Like, uh, that description is hilarious. Um, there's multiple descriptions, like whenever they first meet Sam. I talked about this on the last episode, I think. Uh says he's the fattest boy he's ever seen in his life right he he was like 12 stone or something which is like 280 pounds 40 pounds like what in the book (laughs) well but you have to figure that everybody in that world it was 1997 four when he wrote it so well there's not only that but everybody in that world is active so to if you if you got that heavy for one thing somebody that heavy wouldn't would be you know it would be an oddity and how difficult would it be to get that heavy with all the things you would have to do. You know, even nobles have to ride and hawk and do all their own th- shit. And, you know, I mean, Wayman, Wyman uh, or Wayman L- Manderley, I mean, of course, he's, he's a lord and he's one of the richest in the north. White Harbor is, it is that part of the world's Lannisport. So, you know, he's got a fucking lot of money at, at his command, so he doesn't have to do anything. So all I like, can see, what he likes to do is to sit around and fucking eat. That's what he likes to do. But everybody else, has a pretty active lifestyle, so yeah. A heavy person would be a real oddity. So Um One of the things I noticed in the book was John's speech to Maester Eamon to get him to pass Yeah. Sam. That was a good one. I don't remember it being that awesome in the show. Well it I, might have been. I, I, I like Kit remember. Harrington. I like all the casting, don't get me wrong. But going back and reading them and, and having stepped back from that enough that i no longer envision those people i don't he's not what i think of when i read of Jon snow he just isn't Jon snow is not meant to be that handsome i mean he's kind of is but he's got a horsey face he's very solemn he's got a lot of he's got a lot of leanna in him you know so you know Rhaegar was fucking devastatingly handsome you know and leanna was pretty she was beautiful but I think Rhaegar liked her more for her spirit than he liked her for how beautiful she was. You know, and I think that everybody loved Leanna more for her spirit than how beautiful she was. She was beautiful, but she's just one of those people. Mm -hmm. Her looks come through. Her looks are almost, are almost unimportant next to her, how she was as a person. She was tough. She was forthright. She was defiant, but also awesome at the same time with a, with a huge heart. Everybody loved her. Robert, Robert was almost willing to give up whores for him. You know, I mean, I mean, and that's a big thing for for Robert. (laughs) I like when Ned and her were talking and uh, she asked him, Well, like, apparently he's got some bastard girl on some bastard baby on some girl in the veil. And Ned gets uncomfortable. He's like, Well, he's, you know, he'll be different when he's married. And she goes, No, he won't. Yeah. He won't. Rhaegar would never cheat. Rhaegar is not that kind of man. Now, that being said, the thing he had with Elia was a political marriage. He loved her just – he liked her just fine. But I'm talking about if he was with somebody he loved, he would never cheat on her. So – and he loved Elia like maybe like a sister or something like that and cared for her as Rhaegar would. He's just a really good person. But when it, when he was – if he had met Leanna first and they had met, there would be no cheating. That would be a beautiful – in a power couple in a fucking half, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ice and fire. It's well, not only that, but e- even in a world that wouldn't believe in such things, because ha- have you noticed that how many people don't believe in that? Almost nobody exactly believes in it. Old Nan exactly. tells all the stories and she's like, it's Snarks all shit. and grumpkins and all that yeah, shit. They're and like Uryx and yeah, all this shit. And um, well, Araks are real, um, but they they kind of use them as slang. The White Walkers, the others take. They call them the others. The others take the Lannisters. Right. Like, that's sort of what they say whenever they want somebody to die. Sure. So, but the, I like, like the, the others better than the White Walkers, too, by the way. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. But the, <clears throat> nobody really believes it except for the people that have seen it. Like Just Rangers on the Wall. Rangers on the Wall are the only ones that have seen it. Jon Snow saw one come back to life and had to kill him with fire. In the and, and the wildlings, and the wildlings have seen him. The wildlings know they have Ra- a deal with Craster him. of all fucking people. He knows, and he is way more vicious than the fucking book. Really, than he is on the show. When do I get to him? Probably later. He, this. In this book. Oh boy. In Clash of Kings, you'll meet who? Who are the uh, POV characters? Is Stannis a POV? He is not. Never. There's never been a Stannis chapter. So who is going to get me? Give me all the Stannis information. Davos, Andre, John, Davos. Davos is the, is the number one. Okay. But then you've got Melisandre is a POV character, character okay. sometimes. John. His dealings with John are fucking great. Because I be two books from this one, I think. Well, Cla- Storm of Swords is where the shit really hits the fan in so many ways. It's the Red Wedding, but it's also the wildlings getting coming to the wall going to storm it and you know, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden... John sent out to parlay with Mance Raider, and all of a sudden, fucking Stannis shows up with all his lights. C- completely took me out from out of nowhere. I was like, wait a second. Stannis was losing. He was losing, and like he had lost a big battle with the Blackwater and all that stuff. By the way, that's in that book. Good. And he wanted to talk about the best fucking action sequence I have ever fucking read is the Battle of Blackwater Bay. It was the good. Show on the show was too. not able to ca- capture half of it. It's just so fucking brutal and awesome. And it's got all the things, and it's got. You know i like peter dinklage but he's not nearly as awesome as Tyrion in the book you know it's just you can sort of tell by reading Tyrion's chapters that george really likes writing his chapters well george is Tyrion, yeah a big fat man who's never been you know who's probably never been that good looking or been that good with the ladies you know and all that stuff and he's he, he he's an outcast he always has he's a nerd come on I mean, he would be easy to write because Tyrion is an outcast, but he's also got that sharp wit, just like George does. Where do you think all that wit comes from for Tyrion? All the wit for every one of those fucking characters comes from George. My God, he's fucking brilliant. It's so weird writing all these different POV characters, and all of them are so different. Yeah, especially the women. He writes the women really fucking well. He's He's been married, him him and his wife, uh, Paris is his wife's name. Mm-hmm. They I know she helps him. He, he he She has to run. He has to run stuff by her because he just knows the female mind too well. To my mind, I mean, he's just like even an older man who would understand the female mind. Like Sir Barristan is talking about. Okay, Doran Martell sends his son Quentin over to talk to Daenerys. That's a thing. And she, he sends a bunch of guys with him. The only two who survived to see him are Garrus drink water and um what a name and uh so you're uh ronwood is this other guy this giant john- G- gerald eat food <laughs> this big fucking dude like they call him the big man he's just big bald guy he's a got a john hammer he's a badass garris drinkwater is a really handsome ladies man you know all kind of stuff quentin is plain he's he's not unattractive but he's not attractive he's average as average gets Hair like the color of mud, kind of a wide nose, kind of a wide mouth. They call him, they call him Frog when they join the free companies. And um, and by the way, all the free company shit happens in Dance with Dragons. I can't wait for you to get to that shit. All the interplay between all those fucking assholes, free companies. That's like Second Sons. Second, okay, the uh, Golden Company, the Windblown the Company of the Cat, the uh, long lances, you know, all these, and then all the fucking weird free companies that are made up of slave soldiers are fucking weird. But anyway, um, Sir Barrison is looking at Quentin and he's come to talk to Daenerys and he's just standing there looking at him and he knows he's doomed from the beginning. Cause he's supposed to go over there and ask Daenerys for a hand. Cause apparently they were promised to each other when they were children. Hmm. And he's, he comes with a, with an, a, an actual parchment saying we're, we're intended we're supposed to get married, and she's just like, "That was signed without my knowledge when I was a baby. That that holds nothing for me." And Sir Barristan is like, Ugh, "If it only was the handsome man behind her, you know, yeah. talking about Garris drink water, like he's like that young man is a man that the women would sigh over and all that stuff." And like, he's like, "That's fire versus mud." You know, and then she's just, and he's, he's, I'm sure he's a dutiful, nice enough boy. And he really is, he's polite, but he's just not going to conjure those feelings in a woman. And that's a beautiful fucking chapter. The fact that Sir Barris and this honorable man still under is worldly in the world in that way. He understands, Hey, things are things. And that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, like she starts in the book. She's in the show too. But at first, with uh, Drogo, she's not into this. No. She's not into this whole thing. She's doing it because her retarded brother wants to be the fucking king for some reason, right. and he thinks he deserves it. Whatever. Well, he's just—he's a narcissistic cunt. He's been raised he's like that. So crazy. Yeah. And uh, she gets—she starts to get into it and starts enjoying all the fucking and start and, and starts enjoying riding and being a Dothraki and all those things. Yeah, like, and he never it. adapted to that. Like, he just was incapable. He sees them as savages, and he. Had he put his own bullshit on hold and just played the game, been like, okay, I've waited this long. It's like Illyrio Mepadis told him. You've waited this fucking long. What's another couple What's another couple of months? Another couple of years? What the fuck's wrong with you? Go over there, fucking suck his dick, you know, yeah. as in kiss his ass and yeah, all those things. play the game. And, and, and tell him how awesome he is. And he is, by the way. Oh, yeah, he was and, dumb. And, and he'll give you those Dothra- Dothraki screamers. And you will be able to take the Seven Kingdoms with it if you were had any kind of wherewithal. And he couldn't do it. You know, not that, but that's to my mind, debatable at best. I don't think the Dothraki might not fare have fun in the north. might not fare well in some places. Have fun in the North. Well, the thing about it is if you're fighting in, in the North, if you're fighting in, you're fighting people like the walls, the, the littles, the, all those people, the Appalachian people I've talked about, mm-hmm. which have started to feature prominently in the book again. Um, you're, Horses are, especially Dothraki horses, which are not built for that kind of cold and that kind of terrain. You're fucked. You're not going to be able to beat those people. And then you're going to have, you know, knights clad in steel, and you're not, and all those things. And Arach can't cut through fucking steel. That's just not the way it is. So I don't know how well they'd fare. You know, it would depend on the commander. Um, and then you're going to have people in the woods. You got to go into the woods. There's no woods where, where the Dothraki come from. Well, and even to- if you're fighting in the Stormlands, you've got to deal with, you know. The, the weather Even deal with All these it's motherfuckers Are afraid of water Right The poison water <laughs> Yeah They're scared The shit out of the water It's like Water that a horse Can't drink We can't No This is This then, is unfathomable Then uh, You know Just getting into One on one Yeah In an open field <laughs> I'll give them You guys I got a know, pretty good shot Heavy Heavy cavalry Versus Dothraki i take the heavy cavalry Yeah you're Below they get They're armored and everything But like you know equal footing hand to hand no armor I'd probably take the dothraki I don't know man yes and no it depends on who's fighting like I okay guess. the average average dothraki versus the average knight I'll take a dothraki but let's factor in some things um for one thing it's not that's not going to happen no. like if I was a commander I wouldn't be fool enough to try and engage in that kind of war. I mean, like, here's what we're going to do. I don't care how much they shoot their arrows and stuff. Throw your shields up in the air. Block those arrows. We're going to keep riding them down and keep pushing them back. And they can break all the times they want, but eventually their backs are going to beat us something. And then they're fucked because I'm going to ride them over. I'm going I'm to couch my lances. I'm going to fucking throw them down on them. I'm going to ride them down. That's what I'm going to do. Death dryers are way bigger than their fucking horses. So, you know... Destriers dryers are sort of like their. that's a war horse tail. yeah it's a war horse it's, it's built to fight and to not be afraid there's lots of different words for horses that he uses in the books well there's palfreys palfreys are like uh, uh, a horse, right no that's well they you know that's a a palfrey is more like your horse you ride just to get someplace a desk dryer is a horse you ride for combat then you have a gelding which is I think a horse that you shouldn't ride in, in combat because it's had its dick cut off and it doesn't have much testosterone. Um there's yeah there's and there's all kinds of names for their colors, roan, you know, fucking all kinds of uh there's so many. I had to look all these up cuz I'm like what if the, what the fuck is the I've been form? wondering what they all are. I just kind of assumed um what each of them was mm-hmm. And sort of interchangeable, but not really. Well, let's break this down into terms. Thunder is a desk dryer. That is, that is Dunks uh, Dunks horse. Dunk's horse yes. His his tournament horse. What's the other one? Maester is an ass, right? He's and then they have, another, and then they have another horse. Um, it's the horse that it was the older horse. Scotch. It's the horse that uh, that Sir Arston rode. Yeah. And he said, don't get too much in love with your horse. And he still gave it apples all the time and yeah. treated it real well. I forget her name. I can't remember her name either, but she's a palfrey. She's just meant to ride from place to place. So didn't he trade her in at the first tournament? He did. That sucks. You can ride a destrier to get someplace, but that's not, he to my mind, that's not, not the, not side, the best yeah. use. I mean, that horse isn't meant to be, it's meant for combat. Like you need to save their strength horses have great endurance but that's not endless you know so if you push your horse and sprint him to the end and then it's supposed to fight a battle too fuck that you can't do that so i don't know and that's why battles are so set up and all kinds of stuff because they have to get their stuff there and they, they have to the dothraki just have horses yeah their horses are all purpose there is no yeah. Paul Freys. There is no desk dryer. Sports utility vehicle. Exactly. They. That is a <laughs> fine analogy, sir. Yeah. <laughs> they are Dothraki cross-treks. SUVs. Yeah, they're cross tracks. <laughs> yeah, Dothraki cross tracks. That's better. Um, what is happening now? Oh, uh, just some of the characters that are introduced in these free in the free companies. Like there's one named Pretty Maris who's. Anything but pretty. Oh yeah. She's this tall just under six feet woman from Westeros who's been passed around to half the camp and she's been kid. raped. She's Ugh. been, you know, she's been cut. She's been all these things and she's a and she just they her eyes are like they look in like, There's no emotion there. There's nothing human. Because she's just been used so much that she has no emotions left. Pretty Maris. Look her up. I mean it's a fucking, oh, I'll get to her. I mean she's Here's a fun thing in the uh, prologue to Clash of Kings, mm-hmm. we're introduced to a character that was left out of the show, our boy Patchface. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just get yourself another dwarf? He's and, not a dwarf, one thing. Oh, well, get yourself an idiot, a fool, or whatever, mm-hmm. and have him in the show. Well, because He's, it's distracting. It's I a, guess. It's a bunch of stuff that. See. His shtick is basically Yakov Smirnoff. Did you notice that? <laughs> is it. Because they're talking about uh, oh, yeah, fish okay, yeah. under the sea the fish eat us <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I know oh, oh, oh. Won't, they, won't they just get Yakov Sperin off to play him? yeah <laughs> uh, uh. in Soviet Russia <laughs> uh, uh, uh. In sauce
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm
0: just like this little guy I've only had a few lines with him he puts a bucket on the maester's head or whatever with yeah head that head that, that part was rough that part was rough. It was tough. Because they were laughing at him and shit And Stannis Stannis tries to Got g- stuck hey, He's my He's He pretty much raised him Yeah He raised all three of the Did you see re- what I was talking re- about re- re- When he's describing Renly Yeah Look I'm the rain god Look I'm a dragon You know all that stuff I mean it's the best. Have you gotten the to the rainbow guard is his king's guard throwing it right out there for us to 1996, see? 1996, <laughs> he was early to the team, but you can tell he's LBGTQ friendly, yeah. you know? He's he's because a lot of his character. Well, for one thing, Oberyn, Oberyn is an LBGTQ, he's <laughs> Fucking like Icon, Damon, huh? Damon um, Targaryen. Is he queer too? He's uh, it's been hinted that he's. He's down to, for whatever, sure. But like, uh, there's one scene in in the show where they're in, were they in Marine or uh, some weird place? Well, after they do the show with him and um, Lena do the show with their dragons, and everybody's like, oh, and then they they're eating dinner, and like one of the serving boys or men, it was a man, mm. comes up and puts some food down, and he grabs him by the by the forearm and just gives him a little look. That was a little nod to Damon might be in down with the clown. You know what I mean? I don't think they were in, They weren't a marine were they Wherever they were, they were They might have been in Astapor Astapor is what it was Yes Was it Astapor? Yeah Or was it Because they know it, it, it they might, it it, I know, I know where it was It was Pentos Yes. That's so, too much, too many. It is you know, a lot. <laughs> but like he did, they did the little show with the dragons mm-hmm. and then afterwards they um, were sitting there eating dinner and Damon said that they had the table in a place he does not own. Right. And the guy, the serving man brings him the food and he just kind of grabs his forearm and gives him a little look like,
1: hmm. Sure. Like, I mean, you know.
0: yeah. And, but it's just that whole thing with Oberon and how. Oberon was proudly whatever. Like, oh, because he, if you said something about it, he'd fucking kill you for yeah. it. You're like, what are, you, what? are you gonna do? I'll I'll fucking kill you, you know. That fucking scene. He he was the best dude. He he might have been the best casting in the show. Well, he's he's also went on to do a bunch of other things that not many Game of Thrones people have. He's in everything. He's no, he's they the fucking it, it Mandalorian. Might, it might he's, be a curse. It might be the curse of like you know. You had the curse of somebody like the curse of Star Wars. The only one to to recover from that was Harrison Ford. So I mean they they they're in stuff but like, um what's his name the guy that played in? uh Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal he's the Mandalorian he's, uh The Last of Us mm-hmm. he he was in um he's just too good he's undeniable he's in that uh, Narcos show on Netflix <laughs> major roles right huge but there's also an itch for him he's ethnic that is true so you know i like the fact that somehow the the Roynar are mexicans I do john sure. snow uh the guy who played kid harrington he's got a disney thing going on but he wants to come back and be john snow well and sure why wouldn't he i mean because he i'm guessing it was a lot of fun being john snow it would be and they're going to give him his own show and i would be completely okay with it if the very first scene was him waking up after he died and all, everything that happened between seven and eight was a dream. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I know, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, I'll be like, click. I'm not watching that. Nope. I would be completely fine with it. Let's remake this shit. <laughs> no. Cause I think even Daenerys is involved. Uh, what's her Amelia name? Clark's in it. She'll be in flashback or something. He shit. didn't Drogon. Didn't pick her up and fly away for no reason, but well, that doesn't mean she's alive. He could have taken her to one of those red priestess ladies. and That's not an intelligent creature. Maybe she worked into him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Now Make something up. Now we're reaching. Give me something. <laughs> Give me a minute. Um, How would you feel about uh, the last episode of Hot D? Loved it. Fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Every, from beginning to end, they even did the dragon baby. They didn't show it too much, but right. it was a dragon baby because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen the uh, – the model the baby that they made for it it had scales of, oh, kind of a horn getting ready to poke out of the back of its head yeah it they didn't get too close on it but it was it a was just baby. it just had severe uh <sighs> that's a theme in case anybody's wondering anytime there's a stillborn targaryen baby it has dragon-like features so they say but i mean it, it i don't i don't know man I, the thing with Daenerys, I don't think that that's what that baby looked like. I, I, I really don't think. I think that she was trying to hurt her. That red, the the the. Miri Mazdor was trying, Mary to, Masdor, her, was trying yeah, to hurt she her. Was feelings. Saying awful things exactly. It, it was filled with worms, it was, had grave had worms. It'd been dead for a thousand years. Okay. That's fucking absurd. She was just trying to hurt her feelings. To just tell her well was deformed. That's not. Gun, that hurtful but to tell her it had wings like a bat and just had, tell her it was stillborn and shut the fuck up exactly if you're not trying to hurt her feelings exactly i mean it's um i got a discussion about that today people people who don't read the books and watch the show and then try to opine on what he was trying to do with this, get on my fucking nerves like this guy fucking said well the only reason they killed drogo is to have her in charge like you know what the fuck you're talking about no because it forwards the story And the story is not about Drogo. Drogo Drogo makes her tough. Exactly. Drogo makes her a woman or a man. Mm -hmm. Makes her a commander. Makes her... Exactly. Takes her childish nature from her. Yeah. And that's not why they killed Drogo. And don't get me wrong, man. Drogo was great. I mean, fucking Jason Momoa nailed it. He was great casting, but... Jason Momoa is another guy that went on to do... Sure. ...very well for himself. The more bit actors usually come out better because they're not identified with the role i haven't seen sir davos like i loved him i love the guy he's been in tons of shit maybe just without the beard i don't notice him he's been in lots of shit he was in um i saw a movie with uh, samuel tarley oh he's been in a few things moonfall yeah he's been in a few things get good reviews don't look up he was in that i think he was yeah um the moonfall show or movie didn't get good reviews I had a good time watching it. Sure. It was a lot of fun. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was stupid. I'm as like shit. I'm not watching this. I love you, Samuel. And actually he's fairly close to what Sam is in the book, I think. Um he's one of the more close castings. Um Sam's more of a pussy in the book than he is on the show. Very much a pussy. I mean he's and just he's he a pussy in both. He can't do anything like, yeah. without crying and you know it even exasperates his friends They're like holy fuck, dude. You know I'd like to see um, the guy that played Grin. He's really stupid. Yeah. He's, he's he's funny in both. He's much funnier in the book. Right. Well, I mean, he's just really that dumb, and Pip's always fucking with him. Um, the, he's uh, like, you're too dumb to run away. No, I'm not. You're too dumb to be scared. You <laughs> you, you're, you wouldn't run away. I'd run away faster than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the last episode of Hot D. Um. the dragons that uh the scene where uh Lucaris and Vagar and- munches on uh Ereks and mm-hmm. Lucerys that was terrifying it was i mean it was the big dragon over top of the little one that was terrifying it was so well done it was and i like that they changed it from being cuz in the book nobody knows the actual intent he was just fucking with them he was bullying him sure i like that they changed it that the the dragons just stopped listening to them well i mean their their natural instincts took over yeah Vagar's is the biggest thing and the cannibal's not the only dragon that eats other dragons so um you know. but also there's been theories that uh the dragons will do what you um there's like such a bond that even though he's saying no no she can feel that he really wants to kill him, but that—that's a good theory. I mean, I, I would—I would buy that. Um, it doesn't really matter. It's—it doesn't. It's the—it's what it—it's what advances the war. It's what starts everything. Yeah. What and, he has to do, uh, Amund, He has to pretend like he did it on purpose, though. Sure, and it, yeah. and it's going to be the because uh, you can't you can't show up again, not being able to control your dragon, and you. You have to present as though you did it on purpose, and then everybody's going to be mad at you. They're going to be mad at you anyway. Well, they're going to, yeah, they're going to suspect that you did it anyway. If you why why compound it by being a liar and saying you didn't, even though you're not lying, they're going to think you're lying anyway. Yeah, because you've been no matter what, you've been a pretentious little fucking cunt your entire life, and everybody fucking hates you. So um, that kid playing him is awesome. He is. He's really good. But um, I think it's Robert who does. It's Robert Baratheon, uh, Mark Addy, who's who's done the description about how he mm-hmm. tells. He's just like he's just, he's so good at that fucking voice. Is that like, the wolf? Of, the the war of ravens had ended, and the war of dragons had just begun. You know, he's yeah. just Like he's so good, man. Mark Addy's the fucking best. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not. He should have been five inches taller to be wrong. Oh shit, he should have been a foot taller. I mean, he's fucking Robert's a gigantic fucking man. Um. Um. One thing I'm interested in for next season is when Joceros uh, goes north to hang out with the Starks, and we'll finally get to see what real Starks are like that weren't raised by John Aaron and then raised by the man that oh, was so, raised Jon Oh, Well, by no, no, Aaron. well. You know what I mean? Ned was. He was fostered by John Aaron most of time. He life, was, right? but his. He was, but. I think they're just a little more brutal. Well, it depends on which time you fall on the timeline. I mean, you're going to have, like, when they're down in the crypts, describing them, they're as different as can be. You know, you have weak ones. You have strong ones. You have cruel ones. You have ones. There were Starks that could have given whatever fucker was sitting in the dreadfort at the time a run for his money. You know what I mean? And there's been kind guys sitting in the dreadfort. I mean, those things have happened. That's what I love about this is that there aren't family. There are families... And there's going to be knaves and rogues and fucking villains and heroes in any family at any given time. All the things, that whatever is going to create that person is a myriad of circumstances. So you can't, like when he's describing, like he is describing the different Starks when Bran sees them. He used to be on a name. And one of them is um, Theon Stark, the Hungry Wolf, who just attacked all his neighbors and started fucking everybody up. I mean, he's just, you know, and then you had uh, Torrin Stark, who was more measured. I mean, he knew he was going to lose and you know who what would have happened had things been in some another stark had been in control of that they then there might not might not be a stark family that's true there the car starks might have taken over or there might have been if the car starks even existed then no they definitely because it was a thousand years they had split from the starks yeah um the the boltons which are powerful could have taken over the north you know you, the umbers they're a good candidate you know whoever was Great going on. john to, the great John's the fucking best. Love that dude. He's he's like challenging Rob, and then of, the fucking uh, wolf jumps over and bites and his like, fucking well, fingers right. off. Yeah, I he's like laughing. This guy. Yeah, <laughs> and then after that he was his he was his biggest man. cheerleader. Is yeah. like, yeah, I love him. Um, um, I love Maggie Mormont. Like when they when they bring her into it, she's she got a freaking necklace with enemies' ears around her That's Cilla. Oh, with the Black Ears. Is she a Mormont too? No, no, she's from the uh, she was from the. Uh, the oh she was one of the, the wild, mountain thing. the clans you know yeah, the, okay the old, she was with Tyrion. yeah she was with by the way the casting for that was terrible uh none of those they didn't try cello was as close as they as they got to any description they didn't have Shaga, really they did but shago sh- should have been a gigantic man to rival to rival the, the hound mountain, and or the or hound, the, or the, hound uh, the hound or the mount not the mountain but the hound because them out and they talk about yeah. how even big men look at like jesus christ it's a big dude yeah but um timet son of timet who was they said he looked like he was like 16 and he put out his own eye you know to fucking yeah. tell, and even and after that they immediately raised into a red hand which is a war chief because everybody else would take an ear or a finger he just just took a thing and stuck it in his fucking eye and they're like holy shit <laughs> give that guy a fucking office you know <laughs> <laughs> um um, Hot D. It's going to be probably about a year and a half before they can get it That's out. Because they have a lot of CGI to do. Because there's going to be all the dragons. Sure. There's a lot of dragons. Uh, the thing I, I like about my generation is I used to have to wait three years for a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with that. And then 20 years in between whenever they... Yeah, it was 20. It was about... 18 or something between That's crazy 83 to Yeah it was only 15 years Maybe 2000 Yeah It was 98 Oh yeah it was 83 to 98 15 years Holy balls It was only 15 years That's not a lot of time Not really And people were talking about It's been so long It hadn't Not really I mean think about it That's almost It's been 10 years since Iron Man 14 years since Iron Man Actually, I think the first Iron Man came out in 19 or 2008, right? It did. So that's what I'm saying. It's almost been. It's almost been. It's almost years. been the length of time from the Empire. It's from Return of the Jedi to Phantom Menace that it has been from an Iron Man movie to whatever's happening now. It's been 12. That's years since, fucking nuts. 12 years since Dance of Dragons. Jesus. <laughs> it really has. I remember getting that book. I bought it at Walmart. Mm. And I fucking was consumed. I just. Made my way through it, liked it, but I knew I was going to have to read it again to absorb all the like I have like I've read it this will be the third time I've read it, and um it might even be the fourth, and I've reread m- multiple parts of it like um just I like the description of the characters I like the like i said the the uh when they start dealing with the cities and one character they cut out of they cut out of the uh, show that was in the book is this guy named strong Belwis, Who's a gigantic black eunuch Hmm. who's fought in the, he fought in the, in the uh, fighting pits and he's, he, he's just fat, but he's gigantic and he's got a giant Eric. He carries with him. And remember when Dario killed that champion outside of, outside Mm -hmm. of, uh, it, it was Marine. He killed him outside of Marine and um, they were like, you know, oh, I'll do it. I, my, my life doesn't mean as much. You know, his, but Strong Belwis' life meant nothing. He was, he was only a means to get Sir Barriston to Daenerys, like without, without him being known who he was. So he goes there and fights him. And this guy tries to charge down on horse, and he spins out of the way, and he lets the guy cut him. <laughs> because that's his thing he has all these scars on his bellies he said he said in the fighting pits i let everyone cut me at least once then i kill you and he almost got in a fight with the dothraki because the dothraki were talking shit to him and he's just like he was like he, he's like I, I know the horse lord the horse boys with their uh bells he's like i got a bunch of bells be, uh, those bells hanging around my belt whenever i walk you can hear me jingle how many dothraki i've killed hmm. you know and, and they're like fucker and they're getting ready to fight and Daenerys breaks him up but um, yeah, he kills him and then he shits like because the Myrian guy pulled his dick out and pissed at him. So after Strong Bell was kills him, he shits on him. He literally shits on him. <laughs> he wipes his ass with the fucking flag he was holding and he walks back. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> I love that fucking scene. Oh, that guy sounds awesome. He's he's a great character, man. He actually saves Daenerys, Daenerys life a couple on a couple occasions. He's really likable. He's loud. He's like very he's bellows and stuff all the time. But he's like almost like a little kid. You know, and uh, the assassination attempt on Daenerys' life. Uh, they attempt to kill her with uh, fried locusts, and they poison him and he's eating them, and they make him really sick and almost kill him. Mm. And yeah. that's you know, that's where Dance with Dragons. So is. there's multiple assassinations. No, there's happens. just the one. Well, there's the one in uh, <clears throat> at the Dothraki fair or whatever, where there's. Well, I'm talking about after she comes to power, okay. Um, Not when she's just, you know, Um, yeah. At the end of uh, Dance of Dragons is when she first rides Drogon. She jumps on his back, and you know, she gets a whip and hits him with it because he's like going crazy, and she like makes him listen to her. And then the end of it is her her hair's been burned off again, and she's walking down this he's he's t- he's taking her to a mountain somewhere she doesn't know where she is she knows she's on the dothraki sea but not where so she she's walking down and this uh dothraki like approach her like they're getting ready to take her prisoner or whatever and then one of them is like riding towards her to hurt her or whatever and then uh, drogon comes down and fucking knocks him off his horse and eats the fucking horse right in front of him <laughs> and they're just like fuck and that's where the book ends like they're like we don't know what to do. So I think what will happen is, is that the invasion of Westeros is going to be gigantic because what's going to happen is I know what he's going to do. He's going to plunge Westeros into a war that's so terrible that nobody is going to make it out. Like, Who's he? Uh, George Martin. George okay, Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because let's listen to the principal players, okay, in this war coming. You've got the North fighting against everybody else. You know, you've got... Uh, well, and fighting fighting internally because the Manderleys are. Say they're with the Boltons. They're not. They're like they've got somebody slitting phrase throats at Winterfell when it's, when it's snowing. They're all stuck in this. That I love that fucking chapter. Like Wayman Manderley gets taken to fucking Winterfell because they're going there for, for uh, Ramsey Snow's wedding. And he's not marrying Sands, by the way. He's marrying Jane Poole. He's not even marrying Jane Poole. was yeah, Sansa's best friend. Handmaid or yeah, whatever. Exactly. They dress her up like Arya and say she's Arya, and who the fuck is going to tell him no? No, that's not her. It's like, well, who the fuck are you? Fuck you. Yes, she is. You know, they they have a light coloring and maybe you know semi similar age. Everybody who knows Sansa uh, knows Arya. That no, that's not her. But they're all dead anyway. Mm-hmm. So, or and John, who's on the fucking wall, and they'll just call him a bastard. Nothing he has. to say. I don't want it. <laughs> but um. I never have. You've got all those people fighting each other. You've got Cersei, who's going to plunge the war, plunge the whole thing. You've got Stannis fighting her. You've got now the Iron Bank coming on the side of of Stannis. By the way, that happens in the book. It does not happen in the show. They line up with Cersei because Cersei gives them a payment. Bullshit. She told them to go fuck themselves. She's not giving them anything. Now, I do think the thing with Highgarden will happen with... Olena Tyrell and all that stuff—that's too good not to put in the fucking book. Mm-hmm. I mean, that—that that is, you can tell the scenes that George R. R. Martin martin has written because they're the best ones. Yeah, I wanted and that to know se- it was me exactly. He wrote that. So, and Olena Tyrell is, is not going going down without swinging. So, and you might say she's the she's the biggest victor in that in that struggle. She gets to die peacefully, you know, and she gets to, and she lets Cersei know, and then Cersei and then Cersei is just destroying the whole realm. That's going to happen. So all that's just going to happen. Not only that, you have... She's going... Daenerys is going to unite the Dothraki to come over with her, but it's just going to be with another call because she's going to do what she did on the show. Only it's going to be all of them. So that's going to happen. Not only that, all the slaves from Meereen, Yunkai, Astapor, all of them are coming with her, and all the slaves in Volantis. You know how many fucking slaves are in Volantis? 200 billion. There are five slaves to every citizen. Jesus and Volantis is the largest and most prosperous city in Essos. Hmm. So all them are getting ready to rise up and fucking throw off the yoke of slavery in in Volantis and come over with her too. Meanwhile, plus the Unsullied. Meanwhile, but, you know, there's no Night King yet. That's what I'm saying is that he's going to be sweeping down from the north. All that shit's going to happen, and then you're going to have all these people at each other's throats, have carved each other up. Is there going to be? Gonna, is, do you think there'll be a central figure of the White Walkers? Or yeah, there definitely will. There is a Night King. Has he been introduced? He hasn't been introduced yet, but he's in there. Um, And all these, and they're going to have to have a meeting, like an actual meeting after they've been shellacked, you know, and they're, and they're all these people who get in this room and I don't even know who's going to make it. I don't know who's going to live to see that, but it's going to be a meeting where they are going to sit down, like, look, we got to put all this shit aside and really fight and not just to do, you know, it's not going to be Cersei fucking them to do, you know, all that stuff that they're really going to actually have to fight with each other. And it's going to be some kind of thing where most most characters in this are going to die. People don't need people need to understand this. Most characters are going to die. Mm-hmm. All your favorite characters, Sir Barristan, is going to die. He's going to die hero somehow, not fighting in an alley. He's brother, dude. Tell me, it's fucking awful, motherfucker. Man. Like I was, re- what'd I was, you guys pissed. do? I mean, it, you could have at least given me that scene where he fights that fucking gladiator half his age and twice his size and carves him up. Like fucking sweetmeats. I mean, just fucking fucks him up. You know, after the guy threatens him and all kinds of stuff and is talking shit, did it die. No, nah. We're good. Um, we're good. Uh, and it's Kraz. The guy's name is Kraz. We're still good. Kraz, I've heard the name. And he's one of the uh, gladiators in uh, in Meereen. One of the ones that keeps coming to Daenerys to have them open back up the fighting pits. Okay, I remember him. Um, And... Um, him, uh, his daughter is sitting in this after Daenerys has flown away after the assassination attempt. Sir Barrison is left. He's the one who has to pick up the pieces. He's never commanded anything, he's always served. Has Tyrion ever even made it there yet in the book? He's made it to talk to her. Okay. But no, actually, he hasn't yet because I, I think he talks to her once. I'll have to reread it. I can't remember. But he signed on with what he signed on with the Golden Company. <laughs> It's either the Golden Company or the – no, it's not the Second Sons. I think it is the Golden Company. The Golden Company is the most fascinating group of people. It's drawn from all these – the Second Sons are also part of this too. The Second Sons are a group, usually a group of guys from Westeros who were Second Sons. They had nothing to inherit. They weren't, you know, so they were going to seek their fortune. The Golden Company was formed by Bittersteel. Bittersteel was the second son himself, so or a bastard son. I can't remember Bittersteel's uh, his origin. I can't quite remember it, but it was formed by the Blackfires. And then you had members of other other, other of those banished families. You have members of families who whose houses don't even exist in Westeros anymore are in the fucking Golden Company, the representatives of those families. So. You know, uh, John Connington is talking to these people. He takes the young Aegon Griff Griff over to talk to 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 it to reveal himself. And you know, you see, he sees all these people. He knows who they are. He's like, all these families from Westeros, and going through the history of, you know, all the like they've got bittersteel's skull. You know, all the commanders of the Golden Company are on display. Like all their skulls are on display. So. Uh, and it's just an awesome point. I like John Connington. He's a he's a humorless fucker, but I really kind of like him. I mean, he was... Um, and they land. At the end of that book, they land back on back in Westeros, and they have elephants with them. Oh. Like they've landed on... I it. was told there would be elephants. Did you see the thing where they had the Simpsons thing? Where's my elephant? When stamping, <laughs> standing there doing that with Cersei. It's pretty fucking funny. Um, also, on that Simpsons episode, the old, two old guys are listening to it, Grandpa Simpson and the other guy. And it they just hear Bart saying, Yeah, where's my elephant? One guy says, I love the elephant song. Reminds me of elephants. <laughs> but um no, that's happening. What I'm saying is is that this thing is going to be so gigantic. the the the, 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 the combat, the 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 battles are gonna be staggeringly huge you've got unsullied at play dothraki you've got all the houses fighting you've got you know you've got the people you've got the dornish coming into it you've got all these fucking things happening everything is plunged in complete chaos and the night king is coming and he's not going to be a pussy like he was on the show he wasn't a pussy on the show and i do like how it ended with Arya. it was beautifully done but he was made a non-entity way too soon Mm -hmm. so you know winter should have came all the way south it should have hit Dorne. Yeah. I think that they I think that they should have been pushed back to Dorne. I think that they should have had to make their stand. They need to have their back against something. Like, here they come, and this is all we've got. So everybody's got to work together and do this thing, or we're all going to die. And then they have to pick up the pieces after they win. They're going to win, but they're going to have to pick up the pieces of a shattered world and have to go through the winter as well. Because the winter's not going to go away when they kill them there's still winter coming. It's just Mm -hmm. going to be a regular winter like they usually get. So they haven't planted any food. They haven't done anything. It's going to be a massively hard winter, and lots of people are going to die at that. But it's going to be one of these things like, well, we need to go fix the wall. We need to put things back the way they fucking were, the way they should have been before this shit happened. Because this has happened before, you know, and they didn't believe it happened. They believe it was all myth. That's one thing I like about this world is that The stretches of time they talk about five thousand years, six thousand years, you know, and these and the the thousands of years these families have been, and their and their technology has not progressed hardly at all. You know, I think it's regressed. Honestly, (laughs) some of it has, like, oh, definitely has. Under the Targaryens, it was it was well. You had the Targaryens, you had uh, the Roinar being extremely advanced as well, using magic instead of technology. How the fuck they built that wall? You know what I mean? Giants. Giants, well giants means. probably helped i mean but like it's 700 feet tall you know what i mean yeah but i mean <laughs> think about how much work a giant could get done especially if you are if, if you're not making them work if they're part of the process like you bring them in and say look we have to work together the children of the forest too um All, they, there's some magic in there I'm, I'm absolutely magic. there is there's spells that bind the wall together that's the thing uh melisandre is more powerful next to the wall Mm. Her, her, She talks about how much more how, how much more powerful she is Next to the wall Here's a fun thing In uh, Fire and Blood <clears throat> Good Queen Allison Goes down to the wall mm-hmm. And her dragon won't go near it Right But in the show Danny and her Was there three dragons at the time Or just two Three There was three There was three at that time They have no problem flying over the wall Right it's. I know it's different universes. It is, and and there's just things. There's just things that, due to having to be more, have more brevity, and all these things that you're going to have to do, and things that you're not going to, that you won't be able to explain. I've said it before. You compare the last two seasons or whatever to the first five or six, it's almost, it's bad. But right. if you compare it to other shows, it's still way better than exactly. Anything. I don't. I don't. It's, I, it's it's way better than most things. I won't say anything, and I, and I believe even if he kept everything relatively the same, that in print it would be way better when he's writing it. Imagine his descriptions tackling just the it. food descriptions, dude. The food descriptions are <laughs> fucking crazy. He has he has so much three quarters of the book. It is. It really is. <laughs> it's like, and the food somehow also relates yeah. to the circumstances that are going well, on. Well, because it tells you about the culture of the people that are eating it. Well not only that, but it relates to the events. The food they're serving at the Red Wedding is shit. It's terrible. But they've got so much booze. There's so much booze floating around. <laughs> like and that's what one thing Catalan notices is. She's talking about the food. It's all greasy and shitty and nasty, but but they have emptied uh, Walter Frey's wine cellar which apparently Is fucking almost inexhaustible And they got, got gotten everybody Roaring drunk he's hilarious in The book Walter Frey well, Yeah he's a fucking asshole day, but he is he's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's always going like that he's, I mean he was hilarious in the show too Until he's not well but he's way older In the book He's ninety. Yeah, he has so. to be carried everywhere, and yeah. he's, you know, ah. pink weasel face. I like how all the phrases look like weasels. Yeah, they're all really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> right. Well, except there's a couple. You've got Sir Hostine, who is uh you'll read about him. He's this fuck he is, his his mom was a cray call. So mm. you've heard about the cray calls. All the cray call men are gigantic beasts and the women all have giant boobs and asses and shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> Catwan said that herself. She's like I w- he, she's like, I, I'm sure Jane Westerling is a nice girl, but I wish he'd take one of those Craig Hall women they've got <laughs> she's like wide hips to breed babies and big breasts to feed them This is what she basically says hmm. It's like yeah sign me up for a Craig Hall woman Let's do uh, favorite things which in which we'll probably talk more about Game of Thrones Oh sure but there's definitely one thing we're talk about Oh neat forgot when. <laughs> Favorite Things, episode 399. What you got? Well, we've done Game of Thrones so much, so let's let's change pace for one second. I watched All Quiet on the Western Front, the new one on Netflix. There's a new one? Yeah. Hmm. I sent you stuff about it. Hmm. I thought it was the old one you were sending me stuff. About. No, it's brand new. came out like last week. Yeah, it did, didn't it? I watched it in German with subtitles. The beginning of the movie it throws you for a loop. I've probably read that book, but I don't remember it, so I need to sit down and read it again. It's not a heavy read. I don't. I, don't, I think it's not even quite two hundred pages. This is a German movie, huh? Yes, I'm looking at the names. It of the absolutely <laughs> has to be a German. Uh, fucking uh, Baron Zemo's in it. Mm, he makes sense, and he's good. Uh, what's his name in uh, in uh, Inglorious Bastards? Uh, can't remember stoller i think or something but anyway um it shows and and they're it's near the getting to be the end of the war and it shows these german soldiers in the trench right and they're getting ready for battle they're ready to go up they have the ladder set up have we talked about world war one how knowledgeable are you about it we've talked about it a lot okay we have, because I've really got into it. You have these ladders that are going up the trench, and you go out and you run across No Man's Land, and yeah. you're trying to when get When you reach under- a certain age, you get really into one war. Mine happens That's to be the true, War of Five Kings <laughs> <laughs> right now. Well, I'm, I'm a, an exception, because I love them all. Um, I mean, I not love them all. I'm fascinated by them all. But um, they're going up, and the kid gets shot. His name's Heinrich. And I thought that was who the movie was about. It isn't, because after Heinrich gets shot... They've got his body and they're taking his stuff off and then they take it and it shows them gathering all the stuff together and they're washing it and they're fucking sewing it and then all the kids coming in and they hand them that uniform and it has got this. Yes, it's got this assembly line music. The fucking whoever studied this did two things to my mind. Obviously (laughs) studied the war and listened to Dan Carlin. I mean, because that would be one of the first things I would advise people to, to get into. If you want to know about world war one, listen to blueprint for Armageddon and you'll, and you'll learn all you want to know. And it'll even open you up to books you can read to find out more. And then you should read Barbara Tuckman. You should read all uh, the guns, the guns of August, which won a Pulitzer. You should read. There's a trilogy with that. The proud tower, the guns of August and the, and the, the, uh, the Zimmerman telegram. And that'll tell you about, you know, a lot about the war. Um, now it can be told, which is one of the most brutal fucking books I've ever read. But Philip Gibbs, it's so fucking great. But anyway, and it's got these three, four kids joining together, the four German boys, and you know, all this stuff. And I find people recoiling from Germany, you know, because of the events of World War II that ruined them as a country and any kind of valor they had from World War One. There was no Nazis in World War One; they did not exist. And even if they did, they were a fringe party that nobody gave a fuck about. Um, because you know how many decorated Jewish soldiers there were in World War One? Seven. Thousands. Oh. Thousands, thousands, thousands. That's one thing that killed me. I was like, I'm sitting thinking about this. Like, wait a second. After going through this horrible fucking thing, which I'm getting ready to witness, where it's just an assembly line of death, literally, where they're just, they're, they're, the uniforms that they can actually salvage instead of giving getting new ones and washing them and getting all the blood out and sewing up the bullet holes and handing them to the next kid they're doing that and then after that after going through that whole fucking thing and 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 going through all that shit then you and your family a war hero a veteran of the world war one could have been exterminated in a fucking death camp can you fucking? It is, the, it is the equivalent of a black soldier going and fighting World War One and not being able to sit in a f- cracker house fucking counter down in the South to eat a sandwich. It is just way worse. So, you know, these countries rely on these people to ki- to do their killing for them, and then sometimes allow shit to happen where they're not even a fucking human being anymore. They're wait, let me put that another way. They're not a human being in one way, and then they're turned into not a human being in another way you're not a human being because you're a number to fight but now you're not a human being because you're not human you are subhuman and now we're going to put you in a fucking i can't even imagine what a guy a jewish guy a jewish german who say he was 18 when he joined and he lived through the war and he lived through the worst of it and he went home And he was decorated, and he lived and became a prosperous German, even, or even if he wasn't prosperous. And then he had to go through that assembly line of death and pull himself back together. And then he gets to see what's coming with the Holocaust Mm -hmm. and gets to see that country not only degrade him and and talk shit to him and let all these fucking German rednecks is basically what they are, do all the shit to him, then you can have your family exterminated after what you did for them and and became a number for them think about that that's a terrible thing to even fucking consider and so the movie was good it was really good it was long it was unforgiving it was you know it follows uh, paul this guy paul and his friends he he and this other guy named cat cats and something are the only guys to live And then after they're walking home, after the, after the armistice is declared, Germany surrenders, they're fucking, they're going, they've, they've stolen a goose before from this farmer who was down. It was in Northern France down the road from where they were fighting. They go in and steal eggs again on the way back and they get shot. Cat gets Mm -hmm. shot and he dies. So he made it through the whole war. And then he dies from a kid shooting him in the liver. And it is tremendous. But the thing that kills me is people bringing their fucking, their uneducated ass fucking opinions into things. Like one fucking critic said, well, this thing is good, but it's very slanted to to the Teutonics. I'm just like, dude, I know what you're saying there, that there was a point in the movie where the, the terms of the surrender were obviously so heinous on the part of Germany. What Germany was going to have to accept that the guy its and it's has got Zoller is, is, who plays the kid and, and is Captain Zemo. He's in the meeting and he wants the war to end. He's like, please he's like, well it'll be 72 hours. He's like, we don't want 72 hours. We need this to end now. How many people are going to die in the next 72 hours? Thousands hundreds of thousands even so what we want to do is sign this now but these can you meet me at least on some of these terms you know so at least we can get through this and people aren't going to starve in the streets and all that stuff the french would not bend they were like fuck you no we're not you're going to sign it as is or we're not giving or we're not fucking giving up germany was the aggressor but at the same time they had a legitimate beef at the beginning of world war one they really did. They were surrounded by a bunch of people who didn't wish them well. They were a new nation. They were only forty years old. So they were trying to shoulder their way up to becoming a major and at the stroke of the pen they came the world became the world's most powerful land army. So and then uh great britain didn't want them to do good, do good. france the traditional enemy didn't want them to get russia didn't want them to do good by this by 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 the way by this time russia had collapsed the soviet union was being yeah, formed the first time. time yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i mean the soviet union was being formed at the end of well this. actually by that time it might have been the fourth or fifth time they they collapsed there's, um, all, there's all kinds of different collapses happening in russia all the time sure they're not they're just they, they don't they can't seem to get their shit it is go, a like. it's so big it is a huge, huge it swath is, of land. It is, but at the same time, so it's just so inefficiently run. Well, yeah. And it is such a collection of peoples. Um, By the way, you could say that about the United States. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> but um, they were obviously saying that, well, they shouldn't have, they, in this movie, is made by German people, they shouldn't have tried to say that the French were being unreasonable. They were being unreasonable. And the, and the Germans and even some of the French who were coming to the table be, this doesn't stop war, this postpones war. Because mm-hmm. once you do this, these terms are so harsh that the Germans have no choice but to go to fucking war again after this because you've reduced them to nothing. And the Germans, guess what they did? 20 years later, they're slugging it out again <laughs> and they've got a fucking madman running the fucking joint. So they are directly responsible for the events of World War Two. So... You know, I thought that was very good filmmaking. It didn't try to downplay that the Germans were brutal like everybody else. I mean, there was World War One is no shortage of brutality on any fucking on no, anybody's point, pretty bad. And and they're there and the stuff they did was some of it was heinous. Yes, they, the way they handled Belgium was pretty heinous and all those things. But the fact that they even that the fact that there had to be a propaganda machine to pump that stuff up at all shows you that they weren't as bad as what people were saying you know even dan Carlin makes this point he's talking about the things they were doing were terrible but that once you got a good journalist who was who had a bias against them trying to make them out to be the dreaded hun and you start doing this stuff next thing you know it's blown up and they're a bunch of baby killers and they did kill babies babies die in war guess what that's going to happen, you know, <laughs> and that happened. And Americans have killed babies. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that you know, that's the thing. Well, we stand for all this stuff. I love my country. Don't get me wrong. And I, and I like and respect. I have veterans in my family, lots of them. And I know they do what they have to do. I understand war is not kind. And it's just not the way it works. I get that. And I don't begrudge them that. As long as it's not something like raping kids in Vietnam or something like that or the My Lai Massacre, those motherfuckers deserve what happened to them. Mm -hmm. the, the soldiers who did that shit having the guns turned on by other american soldiers bravo to those soldiers they should have got another fucking medal for that you know so um all that stuff but then they were i mean i just they they germany's name is mud forever because of world war ii but i tell you this have you noticed that germany that people are looking more to germany now in the in the rest of the world for leadership than they are to us what the fuck does that tell you that's another thing this is not a favorite thing, but it's along these lines. It's it, just a thing. This just in: in America is fucked. Donald Trump is considering making Marjorie Taylor Greene his running mate. If they win, country's over. That's just the way it goes. Think about that. Hmm. I don't think they'll win. I hope not. I'm saying put really. I think think this, about it. I if think, they won, I think what would this, happen? Desantis will beat him in a. Primary. Well, um, what I'm hoping is is that Desantis will start to beat him in a prim- t- primary, and Trump will burn the house down. Yeah, that, that he'll just lose his shit. Um, I'm, what I'm really would be hoping for and this is a joke. I'm not hoping for this, but it would be darkly funny is if there were Trump on Trump violence, where you have or or Tr- Desantis Trump violence with these two groups of lunatic Republicans going at each other. You know, could happen. It happened. It happened in the Nazi party, like the SA got turned on you know, by Hitler himself and all that stuff. Those things tend to happen when you have these movements of uneducated, not even necessarily uneducated, people who can't manage their emotions, people who can't let their logical side look at anything. The average German was not stupid. The average German was very intelligent. I mean, there's a reason why we took all their fucking scientists and brought them over No here. shit, Operation Paperclip is a thing. So... There's all that, and I've always and I I always wanted to make this into a stand-up routine that would be like a George Carlin routine talking about World War One and the fact that they had taken on the entire world and should have won at one point had they made France had they gotten into to Paris which they should have done and forced France to their knees they probably would have won the war it would have been a much different world and a lot of people a lot of people's uh, opinion better war I mean better better world we have no World War Two therefore what don't we have the Holocaust so you know. Uh, there's all that but um i can't remember what i was saying but um, okay the germans did this with their talk the day where they figured out we have this many hours to deal with france before russia's coming in at our back it was by it was to the hour so once that doomsday clock starts ticking, we've got we've got to, we've got to get things rolling. We have to have the we have to have the trains moving. We have to have men moving here. We have to be doing that. And they had figured out how many axles of a train have to go over a bridge in a certain amount of time with every bridge that they were going to be fucking dealing with. That is an exercise in higher math without computers. So they were doing that with blackboards and pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. That group of people the genius of that group of people—we'd be gr- in flying cars right now if they would have won World War One. I. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, there there were lots of there's lots of bad things about the 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 German psyche that I don't like. Wouldn't like to see unleashed. But there's lots of good things. They you seem know? to be utterly humorless. They're a bunch of stannis. They're very harsh. They're a very harsh culture. Like that's one of the reasons in wartime they were so because the, the, when they made threats, they carried them out. They're like. Don't do this or this is going to happen. People do that like, okay, well, we gotta we've gotta deliver on what we said. It's like a it's it's the the spanking your kid's ass, you know, analogy. Don't do that, I'm gonna spank your ass. He does it. 80% of them feel like, damn it, I told you not to, and come over here and love them, tell them anyway, and try to explain to them why it is. The 20% will smack that kid's ass. Germany is the 20%. Mm-hmm. They're going to do that. So um and I said, that group of people got, got hoodwinked and conned into being what they became by a madman. Now, imagine the same group of people who, by the way, H.G. Wells was intimidated by the average German citizen. Not their fucking thinkers, not their writers, not their philosophers, not their mathematicians. An average Joe Blow walking down the street German citizen intimidated H.G. Wells, one of the greatest authors in the history of the fucking, in the history of the Western world. And he was intimidated by them. That group of people got led into that now and a relatively small group of people too. now let's apply that terrible thing to the United States and think about the average American citizen and what could happen with the amount of power we have and the amount of ignorance we have. That is a terrifying thing to even consider. Mm -hmm. So if Trump gets him, that's why I'm scared about Trump and those idiots getting in power because once you get those people in power, Marjorie Taylor Greene, stuff like that, they've already overturned Roe v. Wade. What do you think's next? What do you, what do you think they're going to do next? This is how, this is, people always say, well, you're being an alarmist. I don't think I am. This is how autocracy begins, you know, when you, you have the m- minority telling the majority what to do. I'm not talking about races. I'm talking about what you think is right. All this rise of Christian nationalism is another thing, by the way, that's terrifying. It has become a thing. It's It's real. Like, people packing mega, ch- mega churches who are spouting anti-Semitic things. We've seen this before. We know where this leads. Kanye being allowed to say the stupid shit that fucking moron says. You know? And I don't think he shouldn't be allowed to say it. I'm not saying shouldn't be allowed to say it. I- obviously, I agree with free speech. I'm talking about there seem to be little to no consequences. Well, he's lost four or five billion dollars since then. Well, I'm talking about social consequences. I'm talking about people. He's... Lining up, I, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the left. Many consequences. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. He has. I'm talking about the average person I deal with on a daily basis. This motherfucker tried to go to Skechers to try to get them to take his shoes. <laughs> he's had major consequences. Not enough. Fuck him. No. Well, <laughs> it's even funnier. He's he spouts that black Israelite fucking nonsense. <laughs> yeah. He was like random news reporter got a hold of him as he was walking out of somewhere and he's like i guess i shouldn't have said what i said about george george floyd i'm losing all these contracts and now i know what it's like to have a knee on my neck like what are you doing man (laughs) what are you doing i just think he's so dumb he really is dumb he's a very good um lyricist um at least the earlier stuff i I don't think he's a good lyricist i think he's good at making music i think he's good he's a good producer and all that stuff right and he started to believe his own hype. Uh, the whole thing with Kim really fucked him up, dude. He had he got down with whores. What he expects gonna fucking I guess. happen, you know? And I think he thinks Pete was Jewish. <laughs> so I think that's part of it. Apparently, he's really Consuming the fact that Pete has is a gigantic, dick. yeah, white boy with a nine inch cock is fucking my wife. He sent that to somebody, I think. I think Colin or something. it was Charlemagne the God. Yeah, Charlemagne. <laughs> Dude, get over it. <laughs> you can have so many women. I'm Any not, woman. You can have ones that haven't been surgically enhanced. A million that look better than her. Yeah. A billion that look better than her. It's not about that. I think it's about having it's a, the, well, the richest woman, the woman from the richest, most powerful family in Hollywood meant something to him, I think. But they're not. They're I mean, we can go back and forth with that all. They're though. very, they're like, there's, I think, at least two billionaires in that family. Sure. I, I mean, I'm not taking, dude, we've had this discussion before with Elaine and stuff here. I used to have hardcore Kardashian hatred. I don't anymore, but my contempt remains unscathed. I don't like what they've done to our pop culture. Like, our. No, they're horrible. They're famous for not doing anything. It's been very bad. But I do like that she's kind of using her uh, her fame to get. Minor offenders out of jail That is nice I like that I like that she's actually Raising awareness for the uh, Armenian Armenian genocide genocide. That's good Because a lot of people Don't think it was real We're in a But we're in a Serdavish situation Yeah Think about it You know what I'm talking about I think she's I'm going to take off One of your fingers For all five years Of your smuggling Yeah and that does not. What you've done does not wipe out the bad. We're still going to punish you. You know. Let's start thinking about things like Stannis. What? <laughs> should. We really no, should. we shouldn't. It is way too brutal. I mean, Sir Davos kept Stannis alive by smuggling. Yes, him. by smuggling still still fish, cut off four salted, four of salted fish and onions. <laughs> and I like Talk the, about a man I like the honor. fact that Sir Davos tried to fucking call his bluff, saying. I'll do it if you wield the knife yourself. Mm-hmm. And Sir and Stannis said, bring, bring me the knife. <laughs> all righty. I wonder if he took them off one by one or tried to get them all you know, all in the same go. <laughs> I'd like to see that scene, to be quite honest. That's funny. But Stannis in the book, about, I, like I told you, I told you this was going to happen. Once you read him in the book, you were going to like him. He's awesome. He is awesome. He's so funny. Especially his dealings with, like I said, with Janice Slint, where Janice Slint's trying to kiss his ass. And he just turns down and tells him to go fuck himself. He's just like, he's like, I don't need you speaking for me, Janice Slint. He's just like, uh, he's like, my brother Robert uh, laughed off how fucking crooked and corrupt you were. He's like, I won't. (laughs) And and the guy's just like turns red and doesn't know what to say. Because he knows if he keeps going, Stannis is going to get up and kill him. He's nothing if not a man of his word. Exactly. I like dude wait till you get in some of the greatest stannis scenes i go back and read him sometimes just because i love him you know especially when he's dealing with somebody that needs to be fucking taken down off their fucking pedestal i mean just needs that fucking punch that in that was gut. the show that was pretty good casting for stannis Stephen delane's it. great but he doesn't have the intimidating nature that T- stannis has stannis is a big man he's a baratheon he's not big like robert they described him. he said that he's Robert was big, like and like brawny, and so is Stannis, but he's also lean. It's looked like all the the best description was it looked like all the spare flesh had been boiled off his body. You know, he's just this big giant sinewy fucking dude with you know the the beard that hugged his fucking chin and you know, those fucking eyes when he would just look at you and you know. He's a great fucking character, dude. Yeah, I like him a lot. But um, everything he says is so fucking funny. And it's just and he says it without any bit of humor. <laughs> Not even I don't think he's ever told a joke in his life. no he, This man may have never smiled. He's incapable He's incapable of humor. I mean, he knows when things are funny, he just finds it superfluous. He's like, I don't need people to make mock and do all that shit. That's the, that's the thing of a weak mind. That's that's his whole thing is that he's you know he talks about Renly. He's just like my brother Renly you know, uh, gets in his golden armor and loves the people about him and then gets knocked off his horse. That's a son of my brother, some of my brother, Renly. Mm-hmm. And he he loved Robert and idolized Robert in a lot of ways, but he also resented him because he was in Robert's shadow. Both yeah. those brothers are in Robert's shadow. Yeah, Robert gave him Dragonstone and gave Renly Storm's <laughs> End. And He's, like, Storm's, that's his family's fucking seat. One of the only f- fucking Cersei, th- it's the funny thing Cersei ever said. They were like, well, Stannis took that as a slight. It was meant to be a slight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tywin, too. I mean, I don't know. Tywin in the book is great, but that's a. Charles Dance is so good at it in the fucking show. Dude. Yeah, I mean he's he's very good. Uh, he looks different than what they describe in the book, but it, as I'm when I'm reading Taiwan speak, right. I'm picturing Charles Dance, right. right? Except you know he's his hair is shade bald. He's got the big mutton chops, big chops. Yeah, and he's fucking he, no half measures because he he started <laughs> right. losing his hair. Well, just get rid of this. Exactly. Like one hair falls out, he right. finds one hair on his pillow. Oh well, shit. Well, I guess I'll shave my head. He's both more and less harsh on the show than he is in the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he does seem to have some gentility on the show sometimes. But that's just a device. He really has none, but he's just appearances. Everything's about appearances for him, you know. Because um, his dad was such a goof. Yeah, Tytos was a fucking piece of shit. Not a piece. Of, he was a good man. He yeah, he was just He was just we, a, a Varus. Yeah. He was a Varus. He was just. Yeah. Like or the Viserys. The whole, I'm sorry. Yes, Viserys. Sorry, but Varus is a fire. But anyway. um. I, I reread that whole thing again too, and there's no way he's not. So um because they have right, ex- shaves his head. Well they have experience with the golden company. How many of the black fires were in the golden company? The Black Fires were formed by The Black Firing. Yeah, the Golden Company's formed by but anyway. Uh All Quiet on the Western Front. Fucking great man. Oh I, I, I might have to re up my Netflix and watch it. Uh The Bear. Start watching it. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck. It's fucking good. But I, I've sent you a message. You see the message I yeah. sent you? It really did make me tense. I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, you know, <laughs> the fucking kitchen where everybody's moving around and that fucking printer's going off and you're like, fuck! You know, so you freak freaking out. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Bring me that fucking chicken. Bring me that fucking chicken! I mean, it's really how you talk to each other. <laughs> I've gotten close to a lot of fistfights in kitchens. Like, had to back a lot of guys down. And, you know, had people come between us, you know what I mean? It, that happened in Hooter like one time, really bad. Like this guy, I told him and it wasn't a threat. I mean, I'm, I don't deal with physical threats. I, I'm just not that kind of person, but I told him because I thought we were friends. He was, I thought he was playing a joke and saying this manager manager had said something about me and it was shitty. It was making me pissed off. Uh, and it occurred to me, this guy's kind of a fucking rabble rouser and shit. So I looked at him and said, man, if I find out this isn't true, I'm going to be mad. And he took it. as a, He's like, well, be mad then. Started talking shit mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. I'm just like, you're really terrified right now. I can tell by that reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, and we we started. I was just like, shut the fuck up. Nobody threatened you. You know, all kinds of stuff. And we started going back and forth. And the manager had to come and get between us. I took it outside. He's like, this asshole was acting like I fucking threatened him. I didn't. I was just telling him that as a friend of mine, that's a bullshit thing to fucking do. And fuck him, you know, It's basically what, I, oh, dude, I was so fucking pissed off. And then there's a the time I threatened to kill that manager of fucking Hooters because I had a stint in my dick. <laughs> it's like, it like, I'll fucking kill you. I mean, and there were many knives handy and a vat of fucking hot, deep grease. Fr- hot yeah. grease. I would have dunked his fucking ass in it. It was oh, horrible. But yes, the bear is great. I hated his cousin, but then you find, but then sometimes you like thing, him. And then, you yeah. know, it's like I really, he's on the surface. He's really easy to hate. Um, Joel McHale playing that fucking chef who came up behind him and just talking shit to him. How he didn't turn around and stick him in the fucking neck with a knife is something (laughs) I'll never fucking... I mean, apparently that world is really like that. Like In like the high... Well, France, in France, especially where it's all pretty much where that whole thing began, you know that cooking in France is almost a martial art. Mm -hmm. Like The people are so good with knives and shit that they're like, they can be dangerous, potentially dangerous. So... And then you've got them in a high pressure, high pressure situation that has creativity and all this stuff, and keep upping the ante and all that stuff. People have been killed in kitchens over these fucking arguments. I mean, that has happened. Um, there's no coincidence. There is. There's no. There isn't any coincidence. The fact that most cooks I worked with had substance abuse problems, absolutely, or depression, or both. Me included. So people try to fuck with me and say, "Well, you know." You know, you had an easy job. How do you feel like coming to a steel mill? I was like, buddy, let me tell you what. I'll take you from the steel mill and we'll go down to the fucking tutors and I'll throw you in there on a Sunday where two other people didn't show up 7 and have you cook noon. and see what you fucking think. He's like, that'd be terrible. I was like, yeah, then shut the fuck up. This job is hard and it's dangerous at times, but I would rather do this and rather swing a hammer fucking all day, every day than do this shit for a single fucking minute. It if was the, bad. If they paid you the same amount at tutors. <laughs> I'd probably still rather do the It depends. Do the manual um, labor. If I could be in the mindset I am now, probably tutors because the danger factor is removed. Um plus any cook any any cook worth their salt will tell you this too. There is a time where everything is running perfectly and it is in. Hands. You know, they, they get all the shit right on that show. Hands. That means come get the food and take it out. You know, you know, when they were saying hands all the yeah. time, that's what that means. You know, um, walking in, I, I didn't hear him do that, but that's the thing when you are telling them what's going to in this, 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 and then you just throw the ticket up, you know, end of the line, you know, all that shit. And I ran a kitchen with really like almost harsh efficiency at Cedar point. Like I, I ran the kitchen, all my kitchen staff were Colombian kids. So I had to call things out in Spanish and I ran the kitchen a lot in spanish and they were awesome they did a great job they stayed stayed on task they never talked back you had a lot of cocaine no they were they were rich kids they were all rich kids they loved punk rock like diego had his hair spiked and shit everywhere and he had a cut he had his cousin felipe who had blonde hair that was spiked out they were awesome i loved them um they were and they were friends like they were really good friends and you know they would they loved the way i run things like they would You know, Adriana and and a lot of the girls, you know. Front of the house. No, no, no. The kitchen girls. Monica, Adriana, and, um, shit, Natalia. They all were, Natalia was real quiet, but she was a real good salad person. Adriana was really fiery. Like, when she'd get pissed off, she'd be, you know, she'd talk shit to the front of the house. It was awesome. Like, she would be like my right-hand man sometimes. I'm doing something, and and I server would come up and start barking, and she's like, Hey! Shut up! You know, (laughs) like, and they would, like because when i say it to them they can talk back when she did they didn't know what to do so it's a lot of fun when things are running properly but when it's not you saw what happens when it runs improperly did not that make you tense just watching it yeah i mean behind corner you know all that shit mm-hmm. and it's really that fast and that's in chicago in a small place i mean um, it would be both better and worse because their seating capacity was nothing they you really couldn't seat people there the seating was very small imagine seating a cracker barrel on a sunday um it's i i i worked the thanksgiving where i did not move from one spot for 6 hours doing this calling for things putting them up in the window telling a server to fuck off and go away because his food's not up yet you know what i mean trying to deal with 18 year old entitled fucking cunt kids who didn't understand that their people had to wait like everybody else you know The worst. Sometimes you had some asshole come in the kitchen and start running his fucking mouth, talking about how their food is... You know, American customers are the worst. Of course they're the worst. And church crowds are American squared. So, you know, you had church people come in the kitchen and had just talked about Jeebus and all the good shit they think about God and stuff. And then they'll come in the kitchen and tell you what a worthless piece of shit you are while not tipping or tipping you a thing that looks like a dollar track that has a prayer on it. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. I mean, those, oh, they're the worst. Um, but I love the interplay between waitresses and front of the house, back of the house. Combat is, it can really produce a lot of good things and a lot of terrible things. Like it does get to be class warfare, because we make shit, but our money's guaranteed. They make great money, but theirs isn't. Sometimes they don't make any Right. So we, can th- we have that threat on them all the time. Look, guys, I get paid the same. If you want to run like this and you want to be assholes, we'll just drag the whole motherfucker down. And you won't make anything. And we've done that. Like, one of the greatest stories I can ever tell, and this story is completely true. We were working. Uh, Joe Payne was the kitchen manager at Chili's. We had this shit fucking manager. She was awful. She was just, she would get all these giant to-go orders before we even opened and start fucking breathing down our neck for them. And it wasn't even to-go orders sometimes. It was just orders she would take before they came in. And Joe tried to tell her, "Look, they can come in when it opens and wait like everybody else. They can't call ahead. That that, that it doesn't work that way." She would take it anyway because it's money. So she she pulled this thing. Finally, it was gigantic order and was going to fuck everything up. You talk, you saw how fucking under the gun they were on the show. We got three hours. We need to do that. You know, three hours is nothing. That's time, 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 time. You need that. So we're fucking getting ready to put shit together. So Joe Payne and her start going back and forth. He's like, "All right, guys, here's what we'll do make the food. We're making it, and we're all." you know pissed off he's like now all right now turn up turn up your steam wells to high boiling take take the lids off we're like okay set the food down in there like all right he said and wait 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 here's what we're gonna do and he would tell us and uh, for dramatic effect i'll tell you what we did in the moment he's like all right uh, now throw the food up in the window throw the ticket out be like everything's up and walk in the fucking back and take a fucking cigarette break and watch <laughs> these assholes out front try to p- piece all that food together it was awesome <laughs> and joe got her he said this is what happens when you do this do not fucking do that anymore and she didn't so he's a great kitchen man. Um, it's almost like um, almost everywhere i've ever worked there's been a war between the different departments sure it's normal for some reason. There's a, there's somewhat of a war where I work now, but it's more the guy, All the guys like each other. Like I, everybody, pretty much likes each other where I work. I really like where I work, and um, it's more of a war over. Um, some people feel like and seem to be untouchable and some aren't, you know what I mean? It's just that whole thing, you know, I don't know. I'm not privy to what the managers say or do. I mean, they've treated me fine, treated me good most of the time. So I've got no complaints, but um, you know, but there is, it's not like a war in the kitchen or in a, I've worked in warehouses before too. There's a war, but in warehouses as well. I mean, you've got motherfuckers filling orders. You've got people, you know, selling stuff and then, you know, well, delivery work, is essentially warehouse work Mm -hmm. you know that yeah tell me what you'd think about this oh god there was this guy perry who worked the desk at lowe's he would sell appliances and shit perry's a cunt name i liked him but he was this young trying to make his way fucking get sales and shit make his name in the company so he was lie. And tell the people that you delivering install. that we would install. And he did it every fucking time. So I came storm back in there one time. I said, Perry, if you fucking tell these assholes one more fucking time. And this is after I had a screaming match with an entire family over installing their microwave. I said, I do not install. I deliver. He said, well, the salesman. I said, what was the salesman name? Well, Perry. I was like, I will deal with Perry when I get back in the fucking. And boy, did I ever. I told him, if you do that again, I'm going to fucking kick the shit out of you. And it was just, you know, it was horrible. It was horrible he kept fucking doing it. We had a, a situation a lot like that. <clears throat> we used to bring stuff in and put it where you want it, but we wouldn't install. Right. And I, I've only been on a few deliveries whenever, like, an old guy was the driver, and I mm-hmm. would help him with the heavy stuff. Um, but our salespeople would tell them that we bring it in and we will install it for you. And we don't. We bring it in, but we don't install. Mm-hmm. So it's, it got to the point now, we don't even bring it in. We put it on your stoop or in your garage. That's all you're getting from us. We're right. not entering your house. And that's where it should be. Yeah. Yep. We are not entering your house. Too many dings on doors, scratches on floors, sure, shit like yeah. that. So now we bring it to your garage or your stoop, whatever. But we're not bringing it in anymore. And it's all because they kept telling them that we will install it. We don't know how to install it. We're not plumbers. We're not fucking... A dishwasher is a little bit more complicated than a refrigerator. Sure, you can put a refrigerator in place and plug it in. But, but installing there's water lines and shit. Yeah, there's yeah. things. They're like the, most refrigerators now, you got a water line running to them. Yeah. So you'd have to in, in, ice maker. You have to do all kinds of crazy right. shit. So it got to the point after so many salespeople had told him that we install and everything, we don't even go in your house. We're just dropping it off. Awesome. And I'm I'm surprised we won that, to be quite honest. But Finally, the the back of, we're the back of the house. There. Yeah, yeah. The back of the house won one. I was like, wow, that almost makes me want to go on deliveries. The Sometimes they get fucking tips. You yeah, know? we got we got that. We were told though, if we ever got caught accepting tips, we'd be fired. No, we're allowed to accept tips. Um, one time, Aaron turned one down because he didn't know that we were allowed. <laughs> uh, and I, he got back. And I was like, no, you should accept any time yeah. anybody offers you money. <laughs> no, it's um. There were so many situations like I, I was going through. I hadn't seen Annie in a year. I'd had a, I hadn't had a weekend off in a year, and uh, I blew. Like I was. Plus, that was before I was diagnosed with all my medical issues, and that was affecting my mental stability. So I just blew up one day, and that was the end of my fucking tenure at Lowe's. I see. Before, and I've met many people since, before you, I always heard Lowe's was a very good place to work. I guess it might depend on the Lowe's, but most of the guys I've, I've met that have worked at the ones in Charleston, especially the Kanawha City one, have said it's awful. Yes, it is. But the people in Somersville like it. It does depend. The store manager That's sets the tone it. for everything. Like Stockton Martin, who's a <laughs> lifelong friend of mine, was running the one- in Kanawha City. I would have loved to work for Stockton because I knew it would be great. Not because we're buddies, because Stockton is fair and he expects something out of you. And when you deliver it to him, he's going to be great. And if you don't, he'll be able to explain it to you in a sane and decent manner. He's not going to explode. Exactly. You. Or he's not going to be uh, a cunt and undercut you and go back. Dude, you know some of the shit they did? They went behind the, this uh, this one guy's back who I was in delivery with and wrote up a bunch of write-ups and signed them. With his own name, forged him. They forged him, mm. and he caught him in it. And then he settled for something like his job back. I said, "You should have sued them for millions of fucking dollars." What the fuck is wrong with you? You have kids and stuff. You could have been able to never work again. You know, they had this guy Steve come in. His name was Steve Young. So cunt name to begin with, yeah, and great quarterback. Uh, we get, well, lefty. Yeah, he, he is. is. He's <laughs> great, but he's a fucking cunt. I never liked him. Um, he. He was a Mormon. He was well, that's that tracks. I think he went to BYU. <laughs> so did fucking uh, Jim McMahon and he was yeah. a fucking Catholic party boy. <laughs> fucking <nuts. laughs> love Jim McMahon. <laughs> he's the best. He's having a tough I hated time him when now. I was young. Well, I did too. No, not as I like the eighty five Bears. But. Oh, it's great. I mean But he's not he's doing okay. He's doing well now. Well, I mean they they fixed his thing. Okay. Like it's did you not see that in the thing? I was thinking he was having CTE issues. He did. He took some hits. Well, because he threw his body around like a fucking defensive player. Mm-hmm. In the eighties. He, he would throw blocks and everything. When when quarterbacks were fucking Men. just take shots and have to get right back up. Um, he no, they found out the law of CTE is not just skull stuff, it's your spinal cord. The little bones stop the, the spinal fluid from getting into your brain. Oh, he was getting squeezed off. Well, not only that, but the spinal fluid sits there, but essentially rots and is eating your brain. Oh dear God. so they tapped him. Back into place, and he said, and he was, almost, he was having sight issues. He could hardly see. He was forgetting shit. He would get ice picking in his oh, God. side of his. He said, if he, if he would have had a gun, he would have killed himself. That's how bad he said it was. He, they did that, and he said it's like they just flushed a toilet and all that shit just went. He felt it leave his head. He said the pain vanished. His eye, the the thing lifted off his eyes, and his memory came back. All kinds of shit. Huh. He said, now the damage that was done is done, but no more further damage and he can he he works puzzles and stuff now to you know to help help his memory i love him i mean i was i was watching it and he's a player i used to hate that's why i can tell i'm a different person now than i was i was raised with a lot of player hater shit i guess you know Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't realize that you didn't like the flashy guys i didn't but now i can appreciate it be like my fucking like he showed up to, (laughs) to to uh after they fucking hired him, he showed up to camp. He's drinking a beer. <laughs> and it was in he's in the limo. But i got not gonna fucking drink it. Why they put it in there if I wasn't gonna drink it? And they're interviewing him. And he's just like, uh, he's just like, uh, well, won't you? You won't be doing a lot of practices today? Well, he's like, nah, it breaks my heart. <laughs> 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 I loved him. You know, that's my grandpa. I love him and everything. But he he had that real bad where he hated that shit. My dad didn't like uh, showboats either. Well, but there's a difference, I think, between not liking showboats like. <sighs> there's some you can be a mean-spirited showboat that's just a jag off you know i like Deion sanders i did too i mean i i don't i didn't like him then he backed but i like him now you know he's a he's an up-and-coming coach and he's a very good coach good for him great i mean um i i saw that thing saw 30 for 30 with him and um really liked him um i i I despised michael vick watch that thing with him really like him now you know he's he did, he's trying to do everything and he's g- gone above and beyond trying to fix And he, he, he took responsibility for his actions. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. Now, real dog lovers who are like crazy about their dog will never forgive him. No. I understand it, you know, and, and they're not wrong for that. But at the same time, anybody can be redeemed. Um, but you have somebody like, I've I despised T.O. I've never liked him. Um, Terrell Owens. Okay. Fucking hate him. So um, Tito. I was like, what did Tito Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> I figured Michael would he's. get all the honor. <laughs> Jermaine, um, Jermaine became a minor uh, star, like in the eighties. Um, I'm trying to think of the showboats I don't like. I don't. I didn't like Randy Moss. Um, I like him now. I, I've heard things from people who know him talk about what a jagoff he is. So I don't think I like him. Um, there's a buddy of mine at work talked about. He's met him and said he just hates him. He's just a prick. Um, <sighs> But then Jim McMahon, I like um Bo didn't showboat. Nope. He didn't have to. Uh-huh. You know? I like Brian Bosworth. Like back then I didn't like him, but I like the fact that he came to terms with what he was and just owns it. He's like, Yeah, yeah that's what I was, you know. Um y- you know, there's a different kind of showboating that one that's like to me acceptable and one that's not. Connor got into the realm of unacceptable at times. It's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I th- it was part of a stick when he was doing well. And now that's not, he's just become an asshole. I don't know that he's won to fight in six years and just keep Jake Paul. Mouth. I don't like, um, we haven't talked about that. Um, I've heard that it's, it looked like, uh, that he didn't take the shot. It looked like, um, from what I've heard, I haven't seen a second of, the I fight. saw it. It, there's a compelling case. It, I'm told that it looked like the fight was fixed. That the judges were in his pocket. But I don't know. I don't like him. And I wish... The reason I don't like him is that he's fighting over the hill fighters and he still thinks he's a badass. And the second he steps in the ring with uh, Tommy Fury or something like that, they're going to kill him. They're going to knock his fucking head off. And I can't wait for that to happen. Because if there's anything I don't like, it's unearned just... Fucking jagoffery, you know. What I mean, and that's and he's got it. he he he's earned some of it because yes, he's. I mean, that's a big thing beating Anderson Silva, even a forty-seven-year-old Anderson Silva, is an impressive feat. Yeah. It really is beating Tyron Woodley, who's younger. That's more impressive. It is, is fairly impressive and knocked him out. Now his his chin has been significantly weakened over the years. It has. MMA. I mean, and and then there's this thing with Nate Diaz. He's talking shit to Nate. Don't Diaz. do that. He is. Have you not seen the shit he's been talking it's about? Bad Nate fucking Diaz? idea. <laughs> he's call, Diaz doesn't he's, care if he gets paid to fight you. He, he's he will fight a, you right there. He said it. He called him a little bitch and all kinds of stuff. And. And Pretty he's he and he's actually called out he's actually trying to call out the fact that Nate Diaz would fight him in the street. He's like, Let's do it in the in the ring and the street is different. He he's scared of him catching up to him on the street. So that's why he's trying to do that thing where he's trying to preempt. If something happens in the street, it's different. You know, he's he can do all mm-hmm. his street fighting skills against me and I'm not trained to well, do The first that. thing Nate Diaz will do is grab you by the back of the neck, pull guard, and then wrap his legs around your head and put you in a triangle choke and choke you to death. Exactly. that's what <laughs> he's going to he do. He won't throw a punch. Right. And that's Jake Paul is just really obnoxious, and Logan Paul less so, but I don't like him either. I like him more, but I still don't like him. Um, I I think Logan's sort of seen the error of his ways. I think he. I think the Tyson thing where he came really close to death, and people were like, people took him aside and like, dude, um, I know you're doing this for clicks and for all that shit, but Mike, you know, one person who seems to not be taking this well is Mike Tyson. Yeah. He doesn't understand these <laughs> no. games. I mean he does, but he's still Mike Tyson. He's he's really Mike Tyson is smart. They people think he isn't, but it's because is. of his the way he talks, right. people think he's not smart. He's smart. When you hear him talk about stuff, he's a smart guy, but he's still got that savagery to him. And he's also got this thing that he's going to get pissed off. Like we saw the thing on the, on the plane where the guy kept fucking with him. And eventually that just, Logan Paul was doing that. And then he was going to get in a ring with Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. That was going to happen. And I heard all kinds of people trying to opine on it. Well, Mike Tyson, old man, I was like, I don't give a fuck. His power is still there. So is most of his speed. And Mike Tyson at, at a half speed with all of his power is every bit as terrifying to a guy like Logan Paul. Yeah. He's going to fucking kill him. I know Logan Paul's a great athlete and all that shit. He's not a bad fighter, but he's not fucking Mike Tyson. He's no. not a third of Mike Tyson. You have to get close to Mike Tyson to hit him. and, you don't and He's going to do close. that peekaboo on you. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's what's crazy is that a fighter with a greater reach almost are at a disadvantage against Tyson. Mm-hmm. You ever notice that? Because you think if you can keep away from him, you can't. He's coming in and, he and he's dodging. And he's a bang. He's going to fucking catch you. And that's what he was going to do. Um, if that fight actually happened, Logan Paul would not lay a glove on Mike Tyson's skin. No, he wouldn't. And he would hit him one. Mike would hit him one time, and he would collapse. And then Mike Tyson would collect his twenty million dollars or whatever it <laughs> right. would be. And then Sorry, go back kid, to smoking pot. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got that out of my system. <laughs> He's a good kid, um, what a nice guy, <laughs> and he would mean it, and he'd help him up and be a nice guy because he really is a nice guy. Um, but Jake Paul is is a prime example of that fucking unearned jag off shit i can't fucking stand him. and i real and he's talking shit to the fury family all of them and you want to talk about a group that mike tyson might be a distant black relative of is yeah. the irish gypsies don't fuck around with those people they will fucking catch you out and kill you i mean i bet mean, that i bet the, I bet the about- dad i bet the dad could fucking kill him it's bad enough talking about nate and nick diaz exactly you're gonna talk shit to the arguably one of the greatest heavyweights to ever fucking He's talking shit to Tyson. Tyson's stupid He he really was talking shit to him. Say he wanted to fight him. No, you don't. <laughs> ask Ask a guy who would kill you if you got in the ring with him. Ask Deontay Wilder. He's another motherfucker that I used to like. I don't like anymore. But um, Too many excuses after he loses. Well, and too much and I've seen this this manifest. A lot of racial shit with her. A lot of racial stuff. He might be one of those black Israelites. Is he? He might be. He, I got into a chat with a guy, and he made the statement that black men own boxing. I was like, "Okay, let's let's break this down. There let's is a, there is a Mexican case for that. Guys. Well, okay, but at one point, especially like in the 80s and stuff, there was a case for that. But I said, "But you're you're you are what you're doing is you are cherry picking something to try to create the fact that you are racially superior. You are not." That's not really a thing. You may have a slight edge, but there's other edges that other people have, other groups have on you that kind of even those out. The shape so, of their skull. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're all human beings, but every, every group of people from dip, from a different point are going to have a different thing that they're good at. But it's so slight that it doesn't really mean anything. So this guy said, and I said, you are, ta-, I said, you are neglecting the one thing that Chris Rock even said, makes a great boxer. Poverty. Mm-hmm. Once you stick somebody in poverty and they're and fighting is a way of life and they have that savagery in them, you don't fight, it doesn't you don't matter. Eat. I mean, look at the Irish gypsies. Terrifying group of people. If you put them in suits and fucking over here, they could look like a fucking Well, no, that's not true. They could be they could pass for a bunch of coal miners in West Virginia. They could. That's what they look like. Yeah. Because that's essentially what coal miners are. Mm-hmm. My our, our family lines included. I mean, we're descended from like that group of people. So, I said you are making this a racial thing. It is not. It is a thing of social standing and social status and and uh, and poverty and, and wealth. I said at one point the Irish ruled boxing because they were the fucking downtrodden ones, and that's before the, that the Jewish ruled. Exactly. Well, but there were Jewish great Jewish fighters during that time, mm-hmm. and there were great Italian fighters and all that stuff. That's what the, the the difference is. And and I and then I said for one thing, Mike Tyson himself said the one guy he'd hate to fucking fight is um wasn't it Rocky Marciano. It, it was. He said Rocky one time, but then he said, uh, no, he's an Irish fighter from the turn of the century, last century. Oh, boy. Oh, fuck. Back when they had unlimited rounds. He fought Jack Johnson and beat his ass. Um, Irish fighters. Let's see. Well, there's, there's quite a few, actually. Whitey Willoughby. <laughs> Peter Pecklewood. Um, t- well, here we go. Ranking the 10 best Irish boxers of all time. he will definitely be on here. Um, look at this fucking cast of characters. Jimmy Gardner, Pat O'Connor, Freddie Gilroy. Petty McCorcoran. Um, fuck. I- I'll think of it before I see it on here. Mick Mick He's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Shackey. Dave McCauley. Caldwell. Uh, Jack Dempsey. Jack Dempsey, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Dempsey. They talked about how he... You know when people were screaming Jack Dempsey at us while we were... <laughs> at least one person was like... yo oh, yeah. Jack Dempsey! <laughs> you fucking idiots! <laughs> now, Tyson talked about Jack Dempsey was his his fucking stopping power he's a fucking hit so I don't hard. think people understand that Tyson was a student he he would watch mm-hmm. old fights exactly Him and, because uh, of Cuss. cuz would, they would watch fights from the if there was footage of it he watched it right from the 20s 30s he knows sports. boxing he's a, he needs to get into into analysis and like become a color b- commentary he's guy he's too busy hanging out with Rick Flair I understand and I and I get that and it's great but at the same time like the knowledge he could bring to like the analysis he started training fighters. That's yes, exactly. If he could find a, a kid that had the physical tools he has and, and teach him, think about what a terrifying kid that fucking fighter would be. Oh, another person that Jake Paul called out was fucking, uh, was what's a uh, Mexican Irish kid. Uh. Oh, <laughs> no. Yes. He told talked- Louis CK. <laughs> no. what What is, um, I know Alvarez. Thought- Alvarez. He called shit to Canelo. Don't Canelo was sitting at home like, Canelo also weighs forty pounds less than him, and would whoop his ass, <laughs> beat his monkey ass. He would fuck him up so bad. He really would. Um, we were on favorite things. We've gone down this path. It doesn't It's, it's great though. It's really. It's it's a, it's been a good show. Yeah, we haven't talked about Game of Thrones for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> no, but um, we were talking about the thing that got us on this path was the unearned, uh, yeah, unearned strut, and Jake Paul's got that o- all over. Um, another reason I don't like him I'm just going to lay it on the table don't like rich people I, I don't I don't care for privilege I don't care for you know any of that crap and he's got all of that so um, Yeah I think they were they're from Ohio they're I don't like that <laughs> oh, <yeah>. uh. <laughs> <laughs> Strike 1 and 2 um but I think they were pretty well off family in Ohio they were both good wrestlers I think from what I've heard and um, uh, the other kid Logan was an excellent football player Yeah I'm um, not taking away from that Then they just got into Vine the old vine. Well, they were, but they were child actors. They were on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Yeah. So all their shit's paid for. They don't have to struggle with anything. I, I, I appreciate the drive. Okay. Here's the thing if he had that same drive and want and all that stuff and had like 20, um, 20 fights, um, as an amateur, right, and then decided to be a be a boxer instead. Of Go doing through the path. I understand you're trying to make money, and all that stuff. Great, but your you, your money was made to begin with, and and do that, and also do it with some humility, with a with the barest amount of humility. Be like, nah, I'm I'm doing my best. I think I'm a good fighter, and you know, all that stuff. And I've really proved myself against these people, even fighting the people he's fighting. If he had some the barest humility instead of always trying to sell, I could I could see liking him. Um, but just the way he is, like, I fucking hate him, and that's by design. I he Looks know like a Lannister. He really does. They like, look like Lannisters. God, they really do. Fuck them. Fucking hate the Lannisters. Although here in Tyrion, talk about his uncles. There's two uncles that he talks about. I knew I would really like Tig. Yeah. And, um, and uh, he doesn't like Kevin and Jerry, Gary. Yeah. Jerry on the one who t- who took Bright Roar the sword and fucking whizzed it into no. The- he went. He went into Valyria, like trying to find Valyria. He was like this. Oh virgin, yeah, <laughs> and it pissed Tywin off something fucking fierce. Not losing his brother, of course, but losing their fucking Valyrian steel sword. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. No. That's there's that, and uh. Well, well more favorite things. Um. The bear we've went over. Western front we went. Over. Western front we went over. It's fucking great. Um. Just the the game. The whole Game of Thrones thing to begin with. Um, I'm really hoping once you're done with these, two that you might want to read uh, Tad Williams. Um, it's a different animal. I mean, it's it's it's. Let's put it this way: uh, Turin Angel Tower. Uh, I finally I, I found out how many pages it is. It's it's 1,800 pages. Oh, it took two 900 page fucking paperbacks to do that one fucking book. I've got it in one fucking uh, Jesus Christ. one giant uh, hardback, and the print is like tiny. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. They're really great. I mean, you'd like them, but it is much slower and it's different than Game of Thrones. Um, similar writing style, but different. Um, gym, the gym, like, they put me on the thyroid medicine. Mm-hmm. Like, I started taking new thyroid medicine. It took 10 years off. Like, I've got so much energy and gotten so strong and dropped weight without even fucking, not dropped weight, dropped waist without even fucking really trying to get stretch marks around my waist and shit now. And that's, I've been eating shit a lot of the time and it just, and it just still happened. Um, And the fact that I'm not confident about a lot of things, I'm really not. I have three things I think I'm confident at like my writing ability to tell a story. um, Well, actually, just two. um, And my strength coupled with endurance, like, especially at my age. Like, I'm 45, going to be 46. And that's how numbers work fuck you i mean i'm halfway there you know living um, on a prayer <laughs> Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> richie sambora what a genius um might be a better singer than john bon jovi he very likely he had is. to sing those super high harmonies you kidding me no but i mean we can shit on them all day and i would but they're a great band let's just face it i, I mean, like a couple songs. i like living on a prayer that's a song that's easy to like, you know, I don't like a uh, fucking dead or alive. I hate that goddamn song. That's just John Bon Jovi. Though, I think. Fucking terrible. Then for a while he took to wear, wearing that blades fucking- of glory though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in, blaze of glory. Um, what no, I, I did squats today and loaded it up, you know, was doing good reps uh, and then went to another gym and finished up that. And then I got home, and we're building all that stuff in the backyard. I moved 40 bags of fucking concrete by Mm. myself. Four bags at a time, 240 pounds, in a wheelbarrow. See, that's 10 trips. And fucking did it by myself. Nice. And by the end, wasn't really that tired. So... That's one thing I like about myself. I don't know too many guys my age or even half my age who could have done those things in conjunction. Now, one of the things by itself, yes, but though, and especially, I didn't even eat breakfast. I ha- I, eat, I did that on an empty stomach, so I was impressed with myself. I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, I'm, I do. You're pre- a mule. I do pretty well with this. You know? <laughs> You're a fucking mule. <laughs> I am, and it's uh, <laughs> it served me well in some things and some things not. Because, well, when everything collapses, the world's going to need mules. Sure. I can carry people's shit. I don't know how to do anything, but I can carry your shit. Like, I've been trying to glean from Frank this... that's That could be a favorite thing, the guy who does all our stuff for us, this guy Frank Bainbridge. He's a fucking genius, dude. He's... I, the stuff I've been putting up on... He's, he's built all that. And he's just fucking amazing. I mean, he knows everything, and he knows he can sketch it out, and he's putting it together. I'm just like... It's crazy. I mean, I, I, I can't... To, for, to a person who can't drive a nail... It's very impressive. And even people who do that kind of stuff, they're impressed. And they know Frank by reputation. Like, man, he's a hes the master dude. He does it all by himself. He has laborers that help him, me. You know, I'm one of them, you know. Um, but that's just occasionally. It's not, it's not often. Um, and only on our projects. But if he needed my help for other things, I'd help him. Uh, and that's just – and the stuff we're doing at the house. Is he the type of guy that uh, – if you need something done, he'll do it for, like, a 12-pack? No, Frank doesn't drink. But was he that guy at one time? Yes. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, he he can drywall. Like, he does all that drywall shit by himself. His hands are like... Those guys who really work, their hands are, like, fucking just... Catcher's mitts. Yeah. I mean, like, the fingernails are essentially gone from all this stuff. And they're they're just crazy strong, too. Like, I'm strong in my way. You know, it's like... And even Frank will say you know i'm glad you're here because you can do this carry the heavy shit for us so but he's just he's strong in that work guy way where he can just do anything you know I, I really respect that and can't wait for the for that thing to be finished it's getting real close looks um, close it's going to be great i'm going to put up a river run flag on the deck when it's done and i'll ch- and i'll uh, call my bannerman and i'll come down and take it over yeah <laughs> I was, <laughs> I I I've, I've, I've thought that since the beginning I was just like we needed a you need a name. You don't need a name, but it's nice to have a name when you got the thing on Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And people have a lot of names for this kind of house or this kind of house. I just said short and sweet and it's my house, so I'm going to call it what I want, River Run. That's what it is. So um got the trout and red and blue banner. I'm going to hang it. You know, it's going to be fucking awesome. And I and I'm going to encourage John is going to put in up in the falls and come down and dock, you know, and come up. I mean, and it's, it's it's accessible. All my friends can, I don't have to be there. If you want to come down and hang out, you just go out on the back deck and hang out, you know, um, where I'm going to have, I mean, getting to be 46, you know, kind of rounding the bases here. So I would like to have a stretch of time where I can have friends and do things and, You know, and uh, an awesome house for my friends to do things is a great thing. You know, you know, have get-togethers where, you know, you guys can come out and hang out, and uh, I'm going to have a chimney on the on the deck, and I'm and then actually one of the one of the landings is going to be big enough that a couple people can sit there. You know, and then we're going to have a fire pit, and we're going to have, you know, we call it King's Landing. (laughs) No. You'll get to the part one time. That's another thing where uh Sir Davos. Have you gotten to the part where he's talking about how this one pirate described the all the ports as women? No, I'm only I've only read the first two chapters in the prologue. He's. Well, it might not even be in that book. I think it might be in storm. It is in Storm of Swords, the end of Storm of Swords, because that's where. uh what oh, might be the beginning of uh, Dance with Dragons. He's going to White Harbor, and he's talking about the different smells of the cities. He's like this old pirate put it best. He said, uh, well, when you're thinking of these different ports, it's good. It's good to think of a woman. He's like old town is as beautiful and perfumed and stuff as an old dowager Kings. uh, he said, King's landing. Smells like a whore who hasn't bathed their privy parts in fucking half her life and tries to cut and and tries to cover it up. Lannis port smells like a spring maid. you know, it's beautiful and fresh and all that stuff. And he said, white Harbor is like a, like a woman from the sea so it's got a small salty fishy kind of smell but it's but it's a good thing, you know, and that was one of the best descriptions. He's the best at that kind of shit with his characters making analogies about people. Don Noy talking about or Don Noy talking about uh, the Bar- Baratheon brothers and likening them to metal. You know, Robert was the true steel. Uh, Renly is copper. He's nice and pretty, but he's not good for much at the end of the day. And Stannis is iron. He's strong. He's strong and powerful. Yes, but he's brittle. And he'll when he breaks, he's going to break. So mm. very good. Yeah, he's that's, a good writer he dude he's the, the best Kid's got a future <laughs> not much one <laughs> it's not gonna be long i'm really i'm getting really scared with that too because not not just because he seems like he's doing very well what physically yeah well he's doing okay but he's heavy um but he's also four foot two so he likes to drink to, yeah he does i mean he's a he, he look he, to he l- weed too i think oh yeah definitely um there, there is precedent for this. Like Robert Jordan, he died before The Wheel of Time was done. So they had to pass it off to Brandon Sanderson to finish. He did what he could. I don't know that people will <clears throat> accept it, but there will be a million different versions online that anybody can read. I. It's like I said. I think that uh, they should encourage different writers or even <clears throat> enlist different writers to write different endings. Have a Stephen King ending. Have a <clears throat> Ted Williams ending. um all the fantasy heavyweights, the Stephen King ending, the White Walkers will win. No, the Stephen King, and, and K- then they'll freeze the the Narrow Sea and go to Essos. The, the Stephen King <laughs> ending, they wouldn't win, but the wages of it would be that it it was a dead heat. Nobody really wins. So, um, Ted Williams, it would be it would be a happy ending, but it would be colored by sorrow. Like he's good at that. Like the the ending of the original memory sorrow and thorn had a lot of a lot of tragedy and a lot of tears but in the tears they're they're healing tears i would call it you know where you huddle with your family and you love them and you know, like it brings you together and they're stronger you know it's he's he's great at that he's very warm um i'm trying to think of other fantasy writers robert jordan was not a good writer i don't care what anybody says i wouldn't even want to hazard a guess how his end for one thing he would never end it now you talk about somebody that couldn't end something. The fucking Wheel of Time was fourteen books long or some shit, and some of them were six and seven hundred pages. It just got to be ponderous. I'm like, dude, and he's not half the writer George R. R. Martin was. Um, Brandon Sanderson, don't read a lot of his stuff. Um, what I've read, I it's hit or miss. Um, J.K. Rowling, that would be an interesting, mm-hmm. interesting ending. She's a fantastic writer, so hers would be ironically, I think hers would be closest to what George Dora Martin would actually do. I mean, she has this ability to, to really things are in tatters, but in tatters is better than the, than the best time that it was. You know what I mean? Because all the shit has been cleaned out. Like at the end of Harry Potter, a lot of shitty things happened, but Voldemort was dead. And, you know, and all these, all this bad feeling and stuff kind of went away with him. you know, and people had to, heal themselves but and they were stronger and and they had that sorrow with them but they also had a warmth that brought them all together it was beautiful man she's a i know she's got a lot of heat on her sometimes with the trans thing but i, I just for having common sense um yeah but it's uh i, I really i mean i love her writing I, that might, might be might be a fantasy i'm gonna jump back into i've never read any of them they get progressively better like they go from this big to this big fucking deathly hallows is a gigantic book i mean it's on par with martin you know mm. i'd say it's seven 700 pages 800 pages um and they get more adult as they go and there's this sense of wonder and food she's a big food person too there's so much food mentioned candy um all the magical foods and shit they eat she's so good at it um i, I really love her stuff but you know, that's I'm done. I've monopolized long enough. I don't really have anything, but there's a big uh, disc golf tournament this weekend. Me and JMO are going up Friday. The fair women. Uh Friday we're going up to Hurricane, staying up there, then playing two rounds at Eleanor, which is one of my favorite courses. And then Sunday <clears throat> we're staying again. Sunday, two, uh, one round at Hurricane, two of my favorite courses. Nice. Should be dope. You're staying there. Yeah. It's Spending the whole weekend up until Sunday after around. Well, it's going to be good weather for it, even though it's kind of pissing me off. We're getting eighty degrees. Um, I'll I'll enjoy it. Let it let the bad weather come after this weekend. <laughs> I know, but I just I don't I like things to be what they're supposed to be. I know, you know what I mean. It's like I I think the November should be chilly. So I'm enjoying reading the George R. R. Martin books, and that's pretty much it. I don't really have anything. I like re- watching all the. uh, theory videos there's like um, there's good ones uh alt x i think alt shift x yeah they're good. Gr- they're good stuff he's, he's a really good lots yeah. of infographics is you know. the best he has two hour shows yeah he's the fantasy he's the george r, r. martin dan carlin is what he is sort of yeah, yeah. i mean and he, like i said i've put comments we've gotten in discussions in his comments and these we were talking about um the controversy over the uh the casting on house of the dragon Oh, the time jump casting. No, no, no. the the racial casting. Oh. you know how they changed. No, and not arguing. We were we were calling out the people who were being pissed and all that stuff. And be like, you know, it's not that big of a deal, guys. You know, it would only be a big deal if the people they cast sucked and it, and, it, and they would, it, did not. Well, and, and, and it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be because they were black. Right. It would be because they sucked. Well, it's not, and it would be a big deal if they didn't take pains to explain why you had. Different kind of Valerians, you know. I think they even said that they're that they are from the Summer Isles. And a matter of fact, even if they didn't, one of the paintings that they had uh, that was leading into in at Driftmark, mm-hmm. one of those ships had a like a swan's head on it or something, and these almost look wings on it. That's the ships of sum, Summer Islanders, pilot. Mm-hmm. and it's no coincidence that Summer Islanders are the greatest sailors in the world, and then House Valerian are the greatest sailors in the world, uh, descended from. The Summer Islanders, the, these great, awesome seafaring people, and being called, part of Valyria too. Tell you what, uh, when um, Corliss woke up in that last episode, and then goes in and throws his his uh, support behind Rhaenyra because mm-hmm. he found out that she's trying to hold everything together and not go to war, and considering bending the knee and all that stupid shit. Right. Like, and he, he he all of a sudden he's like, huh, and gains, gains respect for. Her that is a pretty powerful scene it, it is gets me. when he goes in there hobbling around Toussaint's great. ask man. her ask her what she's what right. her plans are and she's like uh, and she she gets it going and then he starts explaining to her how fucking war works right and what he can do that was pretty pretty good stuff and the guy who played his brother as much as I hated that character did a great job I mean yeah. he was <laughs> he said <laughs> bastard with, with a hard R he really shouldn't have. He can keep his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Do, it. Do it. I like the fact that they don't, that Damon is not intimidated by anyone. He's just anyone at all <laughs> or Nobody. any, or any situation not intimidated by, well, Vermithor? he's intimidated by talking to his own daughters. Yes. He, he has a hard time with that. Um, the, the scene where he goes, he's singing that song in Valerian. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you looked up the lyrics to that? No. Very creepy. Um, Vermithor, that's the dragon he's singing to, gets real excited and starts spraying fire right. all over the place. That's not a threat to Damon. She's getting, or he's getting pumped up. Right. He's like, fuck yeah, you're going to give me another rider? Right. That's what it seemed like to me. Sure. But let me look up the actual lyrics to that, and then we can end this mummers farce. <laughs> nice. I'm starting to use that. I've actually started, I work a lot of stuff from the books into my vernacular. Mm, Damon song translation. That's not a vernacular. That's a doyby. Alright, here's the translation. All right. <clears throat> Fire breather, winged leader, but two heads to to a third sing. From my voice the fires have spoken and the price has been paid with blood magic. Words with words of flame with clear eyes to bind the three to you I sing, as one we gather, and with three heads we shall fly as we were destined beautifully freely. That's awesome. What's the three heads? Is it the drag, the rider, the dragon, and then there's? It's like something else goes into the. That's dragon. a you know as well as I do. That's a repeated theme when it comes to Targaryens. Mm-hmm. Like the prophecy in that's just, that's that's part of the prophecy of the Long Night is that the dragon has three heads. That's for the reason it's on the banner. Mm-hmm. It's it's from Daenery Daenerys uh, the Dreamer. Mm-hmm. So that's what's been passed down. That's what that's what Daenerys is dealing with now, and now it's coming to fruition. The the dragon has three heads. I think now is Jon Snow, Daenerys, and Aegon. Uh, young Griff, Young Griff. I really think Young Griff is what he is. He's I the think. third rider. Yeah. of the third dragon. I think that they're trying to convince us that he's not who he says he is. I haven't even got to him yet, so he's great. I mean, I love that part where Varys is talking about him, saying that, you know, he's he knows what it's like to be hungry and all these things. He's like he sees kingship as his responsibility, not as something that's bestowed upon him, you know. He and it they've been teaching him right. That whole part, they're on the Roin. Like they're in this pole boat with uh two of the uh, two of the Roinar who uh the Roinar are still over there. But now they just live on the river. There is no more Roynar the the king the kingdom. But they go past all the Roynar ruined cities, which are fucking awesome. Like, uh, the the city of joy or some shit. Now it's just the city of shadows. It's off. Aw- it's awful. There's giant turtles in there. Like one of them comes up out of the water and bellows, and it's like like a dragon bellowing. It sounds like a fucking. Basically, it just sounds like a sea dragon. Um. Uh, Tyrion's with them. And then it's uh, young Griff Griff, which is John Connington, uh, Rolly Duckfield, who is uh, it's a big knight and teaches one of the people who teaches uh, Griff how to fight young Griff how to fight uh, half which is this guy who teaches him sums and geometry and languages and all that stuff. And then they got septa Lenore, who is probably not a septa. You know, or she was or she's she's had a dip, much different life before she came a Septa because she has stretch marks where she had a kid and stuff. Mm. So I think they're trying to lead you to believe that that Griff might be her kid. I don't I think he really is Aegon. I think he really they talk about the mummer's dragon though. That's too mu, that's too on the nose. There's something else going on there. Like the mummer's dragon is going to be somebody else. It can't I don't think it's going to be young Griff. I think I really think he is Aegon Targaryen. One of the Aegons. There's John is aegons, the other one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean so, you know, Um, another thing I liked about that last episode, then we can quit. Um, I liked, uh, whichever Baratheon that guy was on the throne. You can't read. He's he's (laughs) rough, man. He's a fucking hard ass. That's what, that's the kind of Baratheon I was expecting. Somebody Mm -hmm. in the, in the, in the rough hewn fucking way of Robert or Stannis. Where's the maester? (laughs) Can't read. I love it. I love that. He just never took the time to learn how to read. Well, that's a lot of things. I mean, to be literate in that world, is not an oddity but it's not not an oddity you know what i mean like i'd say it's 50 50. but you would think somebody from a highborn house it's definitely would be less you, common in a highborn you house. Would think that the the lord of storm's motherfucking end would learn how to read also storm's end first time we've ever actually seen it yeah looks awesome pretty great they that, did a good job That big drum tower just yeah, sitting a out like there the in the big fucking house yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway thanks for listening Go forth and fuck yourselves. We'll be back at some point oh, shit. with episode 400. You want to play one? I had one. Fine. Fine. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm going to have to look it up on YouTube, though. No, just go ahead and play the theme. It's all right. We'll do it. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.